I'm smoking OG Kush today. Yeah? You know what I'm smoking? <laughs> what? What are you smoking? Zombie OG, bro. Not that. I'm not. I'm definitely not smoking that. Oh, dude. Wait till, wait till we get off air. Wait till we get off air. Because I can't have it recorded and pub, you know, broadcast with the things I'm going to do to you physically. Right? And that's- <laughs> it's the San Fernando Valley, man. But it's you like- will. You will suffer, Dave. This is some OG, OG. You you inspired me from talking about that uh, booty-ass kush that you got out there in New York. Like, I had to grab my... uh, my This is New York City zombie OG, all right? It's a little different strain from the zombie G, uh, uh, zombie OG you're used to. But uh, this is a New York style kick to it, right? (laughs) It's not zombie, it's not OG. But it's definitely zombie OG. Never heard of zombie OG. There was a time when everybody... No, there is a strain that exists. No, no, yeah, I, yeah, I know. Our producer shot it over last time. I like it. Yeah. It's real. It's real. Yeah. It exists, whether it's good or not. Even in and whatever, I'm sure it's great, dude. Here, I'm gonna hit this uh, San Fernando Valley real quick. <laughs> oh, bro, wait till we get off air, dude. Wait till we get off air. So, uh, um, how was your week? Did you get your uh, Did you get your car back, bro? I mean, excuse me. Did you get my car back to your property? By the time uh, we're done with this, I'm going to be high as balls. <coughs> I did, but it was more retrieved. Um, there's a few lessons learned. If you want a, uh, you want a hot rod, buy a done one. Buy complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I always wondered why when you see those uh, cars go across at Barrett-Jackson that they uh, – you see these cars that are like just had this massive build rotisserie restoration type stuff. And, uh, you know, dude is dropping it for 50, 60 grand. And, uh, you know, it has 20 miles on the build or something. I know why now, because you get so fucking frustrated with these cars by the time that it's done that you don't even want it anymore. You just want your investment, just some investment. Back. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, you, how long have you waited for this thing? So what is it? The, the, tell everyone what it is first. 1960 Thunderbird with a sunroof in it, which were rare as balls. So it was the first war post world, first car post World War II that had a sunroof in it. Um, and it's old school, right? Like you turn this fucking thing and like slide the whole, like it's a big chunk of the roof that slides back in. It's neat. Anyway, uh, it took me forever to find one that was even a driver, and drivers all relative when you're talking 1960, you know, classics and shit. Um, uh, but it's four years. It's been four years in the shop. Basically, I drove it for like a week, maybe twice. Uh, my wife drove it and the AC belt broke, which makes a, a loud noise, right? You could actually just stop that noise from making. We could have driven it for a little while longer, but we were like, fuck it, dude, let's go ahead and get it worked on. And here we are four years later. Um, it runs now, but there's a there's still some issues. Like we definitely got to get it sorted, but it'll be sorted here soon enough. It's back in my garage. I went you know, driving a short distance. You're going to drive it across country to drop it off, right? No, no, we'll just have it towed out. We'll to me? It towed. All right, cool. cool. Yeah, like you could drive in New York, Dorcas. I can drive <laughs> in New York. It's, it's huge. You can't drive in. Nobody drives in New York. The thing's fucking huge that's in a the, giant dude, bro, boat. What are you talking about? I You're crazy you as hell. 1960 Thunderbird that's parked like it's true. Five blocks away from here, bro. It's true. What are you talking about? Well, you're in Queens, cars, right? So it's a it's colors. a little bit different. And if yeah. the inside is 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 uh is it's it's old, like it's it's definitely classic. Original store. You know what I mean? Original. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely, bro. 
records. You know what I mean? And he, no, so and he added a couple one. modern uh, gauges. That was it. You know what I mean? And on the bottom, but not in the actually in the dashboard. You know? So, yeah, we swapped all the shit in the dash, yeah. so it looks old. But upholstery all... looks original. Everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. It looks like really nice, dude. They're cool. It's, it's a cool fun. old car, dude. Like, but again, get buy one done because <laughs> it sucks. That shit sucks. Well, <clears throat> but yeah, I don't it's cool to have back. I live in New York City, but I don't need a car. It'd be yeah, nice what do you guys do to get around? Does Royce have a car? How do you get around? Yeah. Uh, when, right now, Royce has been driving, like, helping me out, right? Like, I had to go, you know, find, I finally got to see my kid, right? Like, yeah. have her over. Right? I, was, I, had, I was supposed to have her over for a couple of days. And, like, you know, the last day I was is supposed that, to drop her off, she's like, hey, can I stay another day? And I turned is that like the first time since the start all the quarantine shit? Uh, I think it's the second time or second time I've had her over, right? Since, since, since March, basically. You know what I mean? Wow. So, um, but yeah, he's been driving me around too, so, so I don't have to take the subway or, or, you know, otherwise I'd have to like Uber or take the subway and stuff, right? Is that what you normally do though, is take subway? Yeah, to go to get to work and, and all that, yeah. That takes you all the way into Manhattan and all that shit? I don't know how yep. it works out there. Yep, yeah. It takes me anywhere I want, you know? So, but I'm not, I'm, it just depends what's going on, dude, you know? Depends what's going on. Um, depends where I need to get. You, you know, you can get anywhere almost. It's easier, obviously, by vehicle, but dude, there's like trains and fucking, you know. Yeah, I really didn't think people in, unless you lived out on Long Island, I didn't think people in New York had cars. I mean, it's nice. It's nice to have a car, you know what I mean? But um, you also have the, have the means to, to park, right? If you're doing street parking, you're, you're fucked, man. You're, just, you're driving did around. You get my, uh, did you get my list of Omerta gear? Did you see all the new Omerta shit they got on the site oh yeah 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 i'm gonna, I'm gonna send it out to uh big chris today so. they got some cool uh they got some cool new stuff those guys are awesome yeah 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 and then um they get a lot of love in the scene i hope they do well i don't know yeah, like was, how, how well do those companies do i don't know maybe we got to get them on the show and ask them huh i mean will they talk business like that i'm curious like i mean they sure. seem to be I mean, they we, definitely we get a lot of people repping their shit they got cool well, i can tell gear. you about pitchfork right I mean, you know, people well, yeah, but you don't, like, yeah, I already know you don't make any money. <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> it's, a, it's a labor of love, dog. But there was a while, right? That like, uh, Tom was repping y'all's shit. And there's like, sure. I remember there I was, was wearing one of your like, shirts around the shows. That, and there was a point in time where we sold, we were selling a decent amount of stuff. But and again, what does that people, even look like? Like, what does a month look like when you're selling a decent amount of shit? Um, I'm not sure of exact numbers, but I want to say like when we were selling like a hundred pieces, a hundred units a month, which is so good, it's 30, right? 30, so, 30 grand a month, uh, half, man, half million like dollar a year business. No, 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 nothing that close. Oh, not even 30 Jesus. grand a month. Are you crazy? No way, dude. I mean, it's more like units at 30 bucks. Uh, I guess they're not at 30 bucks though. Probably right. They're like, yeah, my, our shirts are $20 first of all. Right? <laughs> and, you know what I mean? It costs five six bucks to make the shirt right and then we get 20 percent to the distributor right you know i'm I mean? talking top line revenue though not as far as profit like top line revenue would be 20k a month or, or so maybe i don't fucking know dude wrong guy to talk to dog. that's business shit like I, we're talking business shit no and i'm i don't run that end of the business right i get people to wear the shirts and and, and, and do the, a lot of the social media stuff you're the artist right? i get it i get it you're the artiste. artiste. Get out of here. <laughs> These other guys do the designs. I, I approve stuff. You know what I mean? That's that's my role in the company, right? So dig it. Dig it. I, I yeah, so it's not it's not highly stuff. profitable. Nobody's retiring on that shit. Oh no, hell no. Nobody's even paying nobody's even really paying their bills on that shit. 
no. I mean, I'm, I don't get any money from Pitchfork at all, right? You know what I mean? Even with the, the label stuff, you know, everything. People think it goes, everything goes right back in, you know? So. I'd be curious. Maybe we can get Chris just to do a pop-in and talk business with us. Sure. That'd be cool. Here, check this. New botanical what do you got? Product. New botanical product. Oh, nice. What's that? It's a transdermal, uh, like a uh, kind of an icy hot type product, but okay. it's got uh, so transdermals versus a topical means like the cannabinoids and shit in it actually go through your skin and into your bloodstream. Oh, nice! Um, and then it uh, it like has a heating and a cooling sensation. Oh, nice! And, we're, we're, and we're, we're, where do you get that? Elite Botanicals. Yeah, elitebotanicals.com. It'll actually go up this weekend. Uh, it just nice. finished development and got the labels, all that shit. Pretty cool. Nice, man. There was a uh, one of our partners. Uh, has like a muscle freeze product and um, those guys are shifting gears in a different direction. So we kind of made yeah, it. You know what? Actually, there. you should actually uh, send me some of that stuff. You know me, I'm, I'm broken old man. So I'm going to hook you up. Actually, we got a, a bunch. I'm going to send out a sample. So I'll send some to you. I'm going to send some to Carrie, um, some to Paul, you know, dudes that I know that, you know, would rub it on their muscles. <laughs> Gary, send, 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 send some yeah, to Yeah, yeah, Holt. Yeah, yeah, Holt to love it. Like for he's his elbow and shit right too. Now too. So he'll, he'll need it, right? Because he's, he's he uh he's doing this probably eight hours a day you know what i mean so um he's yeah, writing he, uh, they're not recording they're writing yeah he sounds like he's almost done or something i saw a post from him today or nah, yesterday or done, something bro. they're writing they're writing they're gonna be up there for a minute i think they're just like you know coming home for the weekend or whatever right i think they're going back and forth you know what i mean so the writing you process the, will take you talked to him the other day didn't you <clears throat> uh yeah i did that the other day a couple of days ago maybe yeah catch i catch i try to catch up with him like you know once a month at least, right? On the phone, you know what I mean? And, and talk shit with him for like an hour or something. Man, you know I mean? so. Man that SFB, it's like tennis balls and lemons. Mmm, dang. <laughs> Damn, bro. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Our producer's yeah. killing it. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to have to get him a keyboard and uh, and do little samples in it, you know, and, and do the little triggers. I know how you guys love the weed. Like that? <laughs> we'll, we'll end up with a dozen of them. Yeah, Mark was fucking <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'm trying to talk... Uh, I'm trying. I've been trying to talk Holt out of a guitar. He's always like, "Oh, okay, no problem." And it's like that's never gonna happen. Like we're years away from getting a guitar out of Holt. Uh, I get one before you do. You got one. I got a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> he's giving me a couple of years. He's been very generous with me when it comes to guitars. But he's still, he's still. I haven't. I never got one of his um one of his uh, LTVs though, like the ESP LTVs. Slayer ones. You know what I mean? Yeah, the Slayer ones. Hey, I never got one of those. You want a stage one or you want uh Oh hell yeah. Just any I want whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, yeah. I mean, one of the ones I worked on. Right? Yeah, yeah. Never See, that's the thing for me too. Guys, it's, you know I mean? That's what matters. But, I mean, bro, I you know, I'm I don't expect that. I'm just saying, if he ever would do that, you know what I mean? That'd be great. You know, if he ever yeah. like decided, you know, whatever. But yeah. The one with the snap neck from the the Angela Death guitar, that would be a cool one. If you were gonna have one of the LTDs. Nah, I wouldn't want that one. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't want that one. I want like, man, if you, I mean, I, I want the blood one, right? But he's not going to give that one up. <laughs> no, that's, the, that's one of the, yeah. that's one of the ESP. But that's my favorite, right? That, I love. Yeah, blood yeah. Blood. I'm not talking you know, about but, like the actual ESP. Those are all customs and shit. I could see him giving you one of those because Gary's cool like that. But if you're talking the oh, LTDs, what you had the backup LTDs, 
and then there was two that he the only played LTVs live, right? he had, the only LTVs he used on stage were um, for Angela eight, Death, right? Yeah. I, and then I had um, uh, like the backup drop tuning ones, you know, LTD guitars, but we never really went to those, right? You know what I mean? So, because the drop tunings, dude, we play one or two songs each each tuning, right? So, so uh, you know, anything ever went direly wrong, I had to switch swap out a guitar. You know what I mean? So, I want uh, I'm talking Mark out of one of his uh, stage quilted uh custom dominions he was cool about it i'll buy that motherfucker from him i'm trying to get him to give it to me i don't have the leverage with mark that i have with some other folks <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah great what time is it who do we got today we only got a few minutes we got oh, a good dude. interview today yeah what do you got? You tell me who we got today. Well, interestingly, we got another guy representing the East Coast. <clears throat> so I'm wondering what his take on our controversy, so to speak, with uh, Karate Kid and uh, Cobra Kai is. Oh, dude, yes. Oh, you know, oh because you it, know what? we have a trend way, of. Hold on a sec. Before we continue, you watched the first original Karate Kid, right? I did. Okay, so you watched the beach scene, right? And what do you want to tell me about the beach scene? I did watch the beach scene. <laughs> and I was wrong. <laughs> she definitely sees the motorcycles up on the ridge. <laughs> and before that... <laughs> <laughs> Before that, she's definitely, they're macking on each other a little bit. I didn't realize, like, the, the, the scene that I, you know, the, the recap of the scene, <laughs> you didn't, I, I didn't pick up that that's where they're cruising in on the motorcycles and they're up just right there at the top of that hill. Everything when I she, said. When she glances up, you're right. It happened. Okay. You were right. And what do you owe me? I owe you. An explanation. <laughs> An apology for fucking keep arguing with me about that when I told you, bro, I just, especially, maybe. dude, I just watched the movie at one point. All right, maybe I, I owe you an apology. You. Maybe I owe Royce an apology because you were both right about the beach scene specifically. But still not right. <laughs> <laughs> still not right as far as... Daniel versus John. You know, I'm not because, talking about that. I'm just talking okay, about the beach scene. The beach bro, scene, you are 100% argument. correct. Yeah, she okay. booted that away because she looks yeah. up and sees him and yeah. then she gets all weirdly sketched out and shit. Yeah, because and then, she knows this dude is going to come down here and pretty much fucking he, All he wanted to do was talk to her, but he was grossly inappropriate too. Here's my new conclusion about what happened in the first Karate Kid. I still hold by that John, that Johnny Lawrence was a better guy and knowing where he comes from and that he was an abused kid that had learned karate was basically kind of the same thing. Him and Daniel are more alike than different, but he was still the better dude overall. And his life went to shit. Like, I feel for him. Like, he was truly the underdog. And you feel like LaRusso was the underdog? Not the underdog at all. Like, he had every everything handed to him. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Yo, anyway, first of all, he is the underdog, okay? This is the new kid that moves all the way to Jersey. He rolls right in with a horrible attitude, talking shit know. to his mom. Still like to this day, we do not know what happened to his father, right? 
It, he died when he was like four. See, okay, so it's, uh, he's living it sucks, a tragic yeah, existence. like it sucks. Okay. It's tragic moves, existence. I mean, moves, <laughs> it's a tragedy. Moves, that doesn't mean he's li- he had a right? he had okay. a tragedy in his life. Does not mean you live a tragic existence. Whatever. Yeah, tragic <laughs> existence up until then, and then he got plucked out of his teenage years, moved all the way to the West Coast, right, and then gets to the West Coast, gets beat up. You know what I mean? Punked out, no. and all he's trying to do is just be a kid. Right? Yo, Jersey kind of sucks. He lied to get in the tournament. He cheated in the tournament. He lied to his buddy, which, by the way, his buddy in that first scene is wearing a shirt, an epic shirt. I got to look it up, but it says making bacon on the bottom and has two pigs fucking each other. <laughs> 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 it's hilarious. <laughs> okay. And? Like somebody thought about those shirts. That's what makes me laugh about it more, yeah, I think. It's, it's Like just seeing it as a random shirt is one thing, right? Like seeing it in a movie because some producer was like, no, no, <laughs> this is the shirt for the <laughs> intro scene. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so he lies to that dude when he gets in about his karate expertise. He's straight going to teach him karate. It's one thing to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I know a little karate or whatever. Dude's like, hey, will you teach me karate? He's like, sure, I don't know karate, but I'm going to teach it to you. Like, what the fuck? So that's some straight bullshit. This is ignoring the whole, I'm going to get the weed wet. It's unacceptable. By the time he got the weed wet, like, I've written that kid off, dude. Like, Listen, whatever, written, bro. We're not talking off. about, we're, okay, we're talking okay, wait, about wait, 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 wait. this whole Let's, thing starts, okay? Let, okay, like, okay, hang on, hang on. The fucked up thing on the beach, right? It, it is. Up, so he gets fucked up, okay? Here's he what I've determined. School. Listen, no. Then he goes to school the next day, right? <laughs> then these dudes keep fucking with him. Okay? They're both and shitheads. Expect, they both suck. That's what I determined by the end of the movie is they're Whatever. both a couple of fucking dicks. <laughs> like they like Johnny Lawrence is totally out of line. Like they're at the first. He is trying to make his life better. Knowing his history makes me feel for him more. But the only reason I know his history is because of Cobra Kai, right? So looking at it at face value for just karate kid, they're yeah. both a couple of fucktards, man. Like you really kind of <laughs> want to kick both of their asses. Like, okay, but by cool. the end of it, I'm, I'm by the cool end of it, you like Johnny better because like he comes up no, 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 like no. oh yeah he gives him the trophy like he comes up gives him the trophy he's like good fucking fight man right and it, the kid cheated the kid lied and fucking cheated and johnny still gives him a bunch of respect for it and then almost gets killed by his instructor like you know johnny oh, you don't find johnny, that out to part two though so, i know so like man. i was waiting for that it stops with uh miyagi yeah. just sitting there yeah, like, yeah that, that's that, the opening that, scene that's literally the knowing opening pride. scene part two right knowing they're pride. walking out of the tournament and 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 they see it go down in the parking lot, right? And and again, I'm telling you, because part two, that scene particular, particularly ties into part three. Yeah, because so the rest of part, part two three, is when they go to Japan or something, right? And they, yes, <laughs> right. Yep. They, yeah, yeah. And they learn the kata and all that. You know what I mean? So the the crane fails, right? He tries a crane up, and yep, yep. The dude, Japanese dude, just whipped his ass, man. I <laughs> like, thought it was I mean? undefendable, according to Miyagi in the first one. Apparently not, bro. And, you know, like, Sifus do not appreciate when you watch what they do and you try and steal their techniques. Miyagi let him do that. He should have smacked that kid down for ever even pulling that fucking thing out and should have walked right over in the middle of the tournament and been like, smack, I never taught you that. That's how my Sifu would have done. And you know a Chinese Sifu would have done the same shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Well, Chinese, real Chinese seafood probably wouldn't be teaching Daniel Russo's ass. Anything. It's true. Yeah, they don't teach the round up. <laughs> Look what happened to Bruce Lee, dog. Damn. I know. They didn't like I'm that, man, saying. the community. All right. So, look, dude, 
Yeah, wait, guests. wait. Before, but before we get on to our, our guests. guests. No, no. Give me the twist. I want to hear the twist from the last time I was like, oh, they're going to be friends. I'm like, my twist is the obvious fucking progression of the show. I want to hear your take on the new Cobra oh, guy, dude. right? Okay, so my take is that that, <laughs> that new chick, Tori, right? Tori? Yeah, yeah, the, the slutty one. Up, um, um, what's Daniel Russo's She comes for? across as the slutty one, right? She's not, but she's a hard chick, right? She's way more hard. She's more of a street chick, you know what I mean? Yeah, or yeah. Or whatever, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> um, what's, what's Daniel Russo's We'll probably meet her someday, and that, that chick will smack me across I want the face. Inter- I want to interview her. <laughs> I know, She'll honey. smack you for saying that, dude. So, <laughs> she'll karate kick your ass, bro. But what's, uh, whatever, her, she, okay. she has beef, right? Um, she is somehow related to Allie. Like Allie's daughter. daughter or daughter or something, right? So Allie comes niece, back It could show. be her niece or some shit. Allie comes back into the show to help, to get back together with Johnny and help Miguel that just basically probably broke his back, right? Somehow, you know. Because she's a doctor or some shit, right? Yeah. Her, uh, her husband's a surgeon too, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Dude, so that's dude. a twist amongst twists. So then, okay. hang on, let's examine the inner relationship of that. So, so then so, so Allie back comes in, back. You see the friend request, right, on Johnny's Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, so she comes back in, in, into his life first, right? And then, you know, Johnny's like, oh, my God, because he's heartbroken, right? Because this is the one kid that stuck So she doesn't like, even know that her niece or whoever Tori's relation to her is is involved no, with she, the student she, she of Johnny. Shit, that'll come out later, bro. Because dude, you know if that's mean? not like, already the story, this is now season four. They got to. <laughs> I mean, dude, you know, I, this is not my plot either. This is something I've seen or read about, right? So this is not something okay. I came up with either, right? Just to make you know clear. This is on one of the I deep the the deep blogs on this topic that are yeah, well I mean, beyond I the go, scope like, of our rabbit hole into these blogs, but I did look. <laughs> I peeked into a couple. You know what I mean? So um, and that's when the one I gathered, right? And I was like, oh wow, that's why I picked up on that, right? The other ones were like that's deep. Different. That's deep because you're right. That's like what the, I'm saying. That's the, what I the saw Tory that. chick. Like, what? Oh the Tory God. chick's out of the blue, and that would absolutely tie all that back in. Oh, dude, it would be. The and what do you think's going to happen with? Because Daniel and his wife are kind of getting shitty with each other because he spends all his time doing karate and he ain't taking. No, no, I think they run together. Come back and get back together with Johnny. You think, that's, that's, but is that going to weird out Daniel? Is Daniel going to have issues with his wife because he's all like, you know, lusting over his old girlfriend that's now with no, Johnny? No, because cause he's going to be ups- I don't know. He's going to be upset with, with Allie's daughter, dude. So I'm telling you, he's not going to give up his marriage and, and all that his partnership oh, and all that. Really. All right, all right, Unless all right. maybe the, 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 the plot is that his wife just flips out, right? And, you know, that's what I'm saying. Well, she could just completely you know, lose her yeah, shit. But not, it's point. not going to be over Allie, I don't think. I don't know. She's gonna, like gonna, gonna, gonna back. come back and somehow, you know, like there, there, she's gonna be maybe divorced or something, and she's gonna nobody get will have gotten over. Nobody's right? gotten or maybe over. Maybe she Alex. doesn't and just comes back and I don't know, man. Who man, that knows, that bro? that one piece uh, swimsuit she's wearing in the beach scene—it's horrible. <laughs> like straight. Yeah, bro, why you gotta judge, man? She's a, a kid. She's underage. First of all, now why are you looking at her? Like that? I mean, I'm just saying it's not a nice <laughs> swimsuit. Like, I mean, it's not that I'm checking out her body. It's just fucking ugly. <laughs> <laughs> the 80s bro what do you want dude? <laughs> i mean there was hotter shit than that in the 80s <laughs> maybe not, not at the time in california bro where, where was that california. that's definitely burbank area yeah socal yeah socal that would have been california girls era i mean come on there was you know hotties running everywhere not i mean ali was great and all obviously she was oh bella's in the waiting room holy shit frank bella that's who we oh, have frank today bella. yeah dude, bring him on yeah. man frank bella from anthrax this guy's a legend. Bring him on. 
legendary. Let's, let's, let's get him into this uh, karate kid. Continuing our trend of legendary guests. Yes. Mr. Mr. Frank Bello. Yo, yo, yo. Mr. What Frank up? Bello, how are you, sir? I'm good. I got the hair down today. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kind of short, but I got it down. So. What's up, David? Pleasure to see you, sir. You have a better setup than I do. I junk out on guitars, you know, Good. on an he's ongoing a, basis. He's a collector, what? nerd. You know, you know, it's funny. After we spoke yesterday, boys, um, I had a little mishap at the, here at the house. We had uh, those of you who have basements, right? Sometimes there's a little rain that falls. And I had some basement issues with some, uh, I don't know where the hell, there's a small leak that uh, I had all the stuff. Like the, wait. this side of my, my basement, it has to be, it's all, it's filled with garbage. Because you're, in, you're in your basement now? Is your yeah, office in your basement? I do all my stuff, I, my basement, I'm in one side of it. The other side of it, it's like down that way. But it's uh, uh, Holy shit. Is like that a, why all the instruments are behind you now? Or did you have to call reason, shit out of there? Yeah, wow, well, I had to move everything out of there into this room. So it was a, it was a long fun night it'll be fixed and uh and uh life will move on like no damage else. or anything i don't know no i don't, I don't think so it's it's a leak enough to annoy me you know what i mean it's a, just it was water on the floor and that that's enough to annoy oh yeah me. that's enough to yeah that's enough to like do something about it like and oh, you gotta you know get the guy outside maintenance dude will come out and uh gotta get some more cement and uh, i don't know what you know well, that's even a pain in the ass right now, right? Like having people come out to the house and just dealing with the whole fucking thing. Yeah, you know, last week we had, you know, because I bought a new refrigerator last year, right? Nice refrigerator, really good, blah, blah, blah. The damn thing is doing frost. I had to have the guy, you know, there's a lot of frost in the ice, you know, the uh, ice machine. So long story short, I couldn't fix it. I was going to break it. I had to have the guy in there. That's a whole production. That's a whole yeah. production. You know, for them to call in first, they call in first. And then it's making sure we all nobody has COVID, number one, thank God, right? Yep. Making sure everybody in the house is covered up. Making sure, because they won't come in. And I, I respect that. I'm glad they're doing that. Because it gives sure. me more, it gives me more, uh, well, it makes me see that the guys, they're, they're serious about it. He came in. Yeah. With the yeah. I, Were I they wearing gloves, all that know. shit? I mean, it's like, I'm figuring, we had to have a, uh, uh, a washing machine installed and we just kind of closed off that section of the house let them come in and do their thing and then you know walk in got and lice all that shit look, look, right now with what's going on just if you're outside just wear a mask dude, and try dude, to keep i'm all about you know? look i'm a, as we are we're new yorkers we knew this stuff for a while i when i see some of these people look no offense to anybody you live your life but don't kill somebody else that's, that's yeah, my just, whole problem just just put the mask on dog how easy is it to put the mask on <laughs> Live your life. Everybody's got rights. I totally agree. Yeah. Put, a, put a fucking mask on. That's all I have to say. If you're walking down the street alone, there's nobody on the street, cool. You know what I mean? But, no problem. Yeah. You can pull the mask down. I do it yeah. when I jog. When I go out yeah. and jog, I yeah. pull the mask down. I see somebody, it's courtesy, man. I don't want to give you or I don't want you to give me. This way this shit goes away and we can live our lives again. That's it. It's just, look, we've been cooped up for how long already? You know, months. months. It's been fucking months. months. Come on, we're all human, we're all, come on, yeah. we all have to be smart on this day. It's not going to just go away. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, yeah, we got to be smart about it. It's, it just drives me crazy. I can't watch the news anymore because I'll break a TV. I can't. No, don't, 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 don't watch the news. But, hey, real quick, Frank, saying that, Too much so news. you know, we're New Yorkers, East Coast guys, right? We got a quick question. <laughs> Are you a Karate Kid guy? Have you seen the movie Karate Kid? 
Karate Kid, of course. Yes. Okay. So have you seen the new series Cobra Kai? No, but it is coming to Netflix, which I'm psyched yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah. Now we got a question for you, Dave. You you okay, there's a theory. Or not theory, but there's there's the a premise. That, there's a the the concept and the premise that Johnny is the good guy and yeah. Daniel is the bad guy. Yeah, that's what I hear. I haven't seen okay. it. Don't, okay. don't tell me if you guys you guys have seen this. I don't we'll know. Tell you. No, no. So I'm just what, wondering, what, based on the first movie Europe. that you saw, would you agree yeah. with that premise that like you know Daniel kind of came in and fucked Johnny around a little bit, took his and here's girl, a, and here's a great question from my two good friends who who know me a long time and know where my mind is at because that's I just saw Karate Kid again. It was yes. Three days ago. Yes. Three days ago. Me too. So I, me too. <laughs> Dude, if I'm flicking through, if it's on, guess what's staying on the TV? That's on. It's pathetic. I have no life, and I get it. That's fine. But I'm gonna watch. And you know why? And I, and I say this: Daniel was a little, was a little dick at times. Because remember, he also remember the shower scene with the party that the the, 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 the how was it a Halloween yeah. party, dress up party? He came right. in the shower. Mr. Miyagi made him yep. that shower thing, right? He goes he in. Just Nobody's thought. All right, he got the egg on the head, right? He got the he got the egg that on. That was head. just goofing. They were throwing yeah, eggs at everybody. Yeah, yeah. Someone, yeah, exactly. that wasn't malicious. You know what I mean? So. And let's face it, they these guys, Cobra Kai, they all knew a lot more karate, way better than Daniel. This little kick bullshit thing he had. So, <laughs> if the guy throws a, a, a egg on your head along with everybody else, ah, ah, you don't want to start shit with this guy. But this guy goes inside. He sees this guy rolling the joint. The guy's not even stoned yet. He's gonna bother this guy before he even gets stoned. All right. Thank you, you very much. That. Okay, That's fun. the one that just drives me over the edge. Imagine how hard it, you know what it was like getting weed in 1984. Like it was fucking impossible. I get right? it. And like get the one it, joint they listen, got for like what, eight guys too, man? It's their only but weed listen, for eight dude, dudes. That does not give them dudes permission to like practically beat, you know what I mean? Dude, they ran him off the road on dirt bikes when he was on a bicycle. It was uncool. They almost killed him, dude. What, what I determined mean? after Come the first on, Karate Kid is they were both shitholes. Like, yeah. like Johnny was out of line, but Daniel came in with a bad attitude and he didn't learn well, listen, shit. Frank, he didn't learn is, dick. No, the way I see it is this East Coaster came out to the West Coast and taught these West Coast guys a lesson, right? He screwed these guys. That's what I'm saying, all right? So far, all of our East Coast friends are definitely on the side of Daniel LaRusso, almost without even flinching. They're like, no way. Like, I got the Jersey Boys back. <laughs> this is only after seeing it a thousand times where you start to see two different sides and you say, all right, why did he have to – Everything was cool. They had an agreement. Everything was cool, and he has to go in there and get the and get the hose, you know, get the hose on top. No, that of was that was before the agreement. That was it was before, before yeah. but oh, it had been. Was, but you're right. It had been a solid two months. There was the there yeah. was the scene on the soccer field. They yep. then run him off the road for that and send him down the hill that Warren says is a cliff. And it yeah. was just kind of, like he co totally could have low sided on that bike too, instead of like high siding over the fucking oh, whatever, over dude. the you bars. Hey Dave, he, next time I'll get a dirt bike and you get a bicycle. I'll run you off the road of a cliff. Low right? side, and low side. You, okay? I know how to fall. I know how to fall. I'm not yeah. a chump like we'll a Russo. That. That's we'll right there. And but we'll but see when we but have it my brother at the end of the hill, ready to flip you over. It right? it, it had. Hey hey, fuck Royce. <laughs> <laughs> you owe him an apology too. Say hello to Royce for me. I'm telling you, you yeah. All right, so because he kept before right. he saw the original move, we we saw the original movie. He kept arguing that the beach scene went a certain way. Right when I told him, no. I didn't realize, Frank. I didn't realize. I, 
I didn't realize that she had seen the motorcycles up on the top of the hill. And so I'm like, dude, she was kind of telling him to go screw himself anyway. And he butts into like this previous relationship with Johnny and Allie. Not that Johnny was in the right. He was way too aggressive and acting like a total dick, but it was not Daniel's place to be stepping in, acting like a tough guy, especially when he's not a tough guy at all. Like he's soft, like an old fucking shoe. Dude, he was sticking (laughs) up for, he was sticking up for this chick that was basically having her ex-boyfriend come in and have, Cause a huge scene, broke a radio. You are gonna, around. dude. That, Frank, you, don't you are know gonna, that kind of violence. Frank, do you? you're, you're gonna not. love, you're gonna love Cobra Kai, dude. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, you're great. <laughs> you're it's, really, it's really the other side of things, which I love. I love going to that that other side and say, what, what is he really thinking? And those two, they got those two stars, which is awesome. So I'm really, I, and I'm I pretty sure uh, Elizabeth Shue's gonna be back in it too. I think. Really. Yeah. yeah, dude, they got um the original instructor for Cobra Kai, John Kreese, right? They got a bunch of the OG guys back in, and that's hey, what makes it great. The mom, the mom made an appearance on an episode. Like they got this everybody. Is, this is all good for me this year. That, that's <laughs> is it's it good. Do you know if it's soon? Oh yeah. So my bet is um, because they're gonna they got the non-exclusive rights to season one and season two. So I yeah. bet you August they're gonna drop season one. Um, or maybe even this month, season two will probably drop in August and then September, September around the normal kind of season, season time. Awesome. All right, yeah. so we'll, we'll still be down and I'll be in my basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so even to talk. I hate him to say that. I want to look ahead and be positive. But everything I see, nobody is changing. No, and they just they just push back this last COVID you, shot. You, you see that you on the news? Push it back another month. Are you guys like where? Where are you guys in your cycle right now? You guys like in between records? Did you guys have tours booked? You know what I mean? That got canceled or everything for this year. Starting, we were supposed to be in Japan, slipped on the Not Fest, all that. We had Europe oh, wow. summer, oh, right? We man. had festivals. Everything was canceled till I mean, late next year. I mean, everybody, yeah. people are starting to trinkle in and start sure. to put on shows. But you talk to the promoters, you talk to the managers. Nobody knows anything. And because right. dude, and I'm couldn't put it into perspective. I'm just a human being, and I, look, I'm a fan of this music. I want to see it back more than any anything, but just be, just because, look, it's my living. But I love this this fucking genre. Sure, it's, it's what, what you do, man. Yeah. So it, it, you got to look at it this way. In, in reality, would you want to be next to somebody, and you you're raging, having a great time, and all of a sudden you touch this guy, and you can go home and bring this to your family? Yeah, That's, no, dude, it's not. Yeah, it's, cra- it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. not a good time. No. I want to be, I want to have people where they're, they're excited to be there, not afraid to be moving yeah. around and stuff. Come on, man. It's, yeah. It makes sense. So I understand there's no shows. It has to be like that. Now, it sucks. It fucking sucks. But we got to swallow this medicine now. That's it. No choice. So are you guys like doing any like type of quarantine jam things or got we're, plans we're doing or this. like that? We're doing this back and forth with um, uh, writing and stuff. And, you know, okay. the writing is hard because there's a, there's, when you go, say you have my guitar in my hand, right? And Charlie or Scott are in, you know, he's in Chicago, he's in LA. The problem yeah. is, there's a latency. You can't get a direct jam because it's a little latency. Yeah, yeah. It's a little, sl- it's a little behind. So you can't really get on the beat, which is really frustrating. Um, so so how still- are you guys managing that? Does somebody record and then send it to one guy and you listen through and play? Yeah, and then we've, we've had a bunch of songs already done. So we're in the process from the rehearsals and from the writing session. So that's great. And I'm glad we got that. But going forward, we like to tighten the things up together and look at each other and know, oh, that works, that works. You yep, know, yep, that's yeah, yeah. the hard part about it. That's and we're trying to figure out a way on this uh, to do it that doesn't have that latency. So I, I'm hearing we're, we're experimenting now is what we're doing. 
Okay. So, so I mean, is that is the normal process, the normal writing process? All three of you guys always sit down together and write. That's what I was just going to ask. And and like songwriting wise, is somebody is it everybody writes different songs and then brings different songs yeah. to the table, or are you guys all just writing different riffs on the same songs and yeah, it just merges? It just you, you bring your, your pieces of music in. It always starts with the music first, you know. So you bring your riffs, your music, musical pieces in, and you know, just it could be bit pieces, it could be full things, and just everybody. But everybody's entitled to take it apart and make it their own, blah blah blah, and judge it. Look, the I, I and sometimes it's really rough. Uh, in our in our thing, it's Charlie Scott and I. We've been together forever. We know how it works. Yes, there's is definitely tension uh, sometimes when you want your stuff in there. And, sure. it, and, and that goes for everybody. And this sure. tension, but I think, I honestly think, dude, I think that builds the intensity in the music. That that if you feel that in the music when we, when we, because you know what works and what doesn't work. And I think having that intensity coming in and that vibe really lends to a heavy song. I really do. I think that after all these makes, years, I think that helps. It makes it raw, right? It, 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 it helps with the emotions. So. And it makes it on edge. It is because we're look. Let's face it. When you go in there. You're on edge. It's, you're on. Edge. You want the best. I'm not. Gonna, nobody's putting out shit at this point. I want the best sure. of the best. So you got to make sure. sure it's top notch. Don't waste time at the rest of it. You got to. And you know, we've always written songs and live with them. That's the best way to do it. And making make sure they're ready to go. I mean, and you 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 know songs. You write songs. You you, you edit parts. Right, that part's too fucking yep. long. Now let's pull this one out. Yep. That melody's not working. Pull that one out. Blah blah blah. That notes. Whatever it is. To make the best song, you got to live with it, and then you could let and I call it let your baby go out to the world. You know, and yeah. that's that's as best as because all of a sudden it's not yours anymore; it's everybody. Sure, sure, sure. That's, now, that's now do you do you do your writing on, on guitar then? Yeah, I, you're like you're fucking reading my mind. I was just gonna. I was like, yeah, are you on a six string? Because you play I'm both, old. right? I play more guitar probably than bass. And so do you write oh. your bass parts on six-string guitars? No, no, no. I hear. Sometimes I hear that, but when, it's it's weird. I got to tell you, when when I even when from when I first started, I've always heard bass in my head. Even when I can when I play a riff, I'll know the bass part right there. Because yeah, you started as you started as a bass player, right? No, guitar player. You started okay. as a guitar player. Wow. As a, how old were you? Never, never uh, a lead player, a rhythm. I just love guitar. Um, how how old I, were you when you started playing? Thirteen. Okay. Wow. And since I'm okay. only 26 now, that's not a long time. Yeah, it's not even that long. <laughs> just started, yeah. That's an impressive career. Yeah, dude, that's how I roll. <laughs> I, love, I love this, by the way. This, this brings me back to touring what you're doing right now, Dave. I yeah. Know. It's, it's, it's like basically, look, well, hold on. We, this is like basically hanging out in the back lounge, but it's safe because you don't have to get choked out and, and you know what I mean? And dude, smoked that, out. That, that yeah, Warren's not going to punch anybody in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's that, not going to happen between the well, maybe you, Dave, but I wouldn't punch Frank Bello in the face, all right? No, we're too much family for that. Um, you know, the, the, that back lounge is one of the most deadliest places in the world. Uh, it's scary, scary deadly. Uh, people don't know what we're talking about. And, and I can tell you, just from a, a, in layman's terms, it's scary. You walk in there. I, I, look, I love the smell of weed. We all know this. We've talked about this forever. I love yes. the smell of weed. I can't smoke yes. weed, obviously, because it, it screws me up. Sure. So long story short, I went in the back lounge one day with these guys. They invited me. You and John Araya, they invited me in. That's right. Come on I in. Thought, Hang out. I thought I was going to die. I mean, I, I thought I was going to this big tough How long did you last? Like, I think you last like a minute, right? 30 I couldn't seconds. breathe. I couldn't. I, I can't breathe, guys. I'm sorry. No, 
They hotbox the shit out of that place. I know what you're saying, dude. dude. It's like, what are you guys doing? You know this before. It is, it is. It's Spicoli's fucking van. It's Spicoli's van. You open that door. Frank, I don't know if you know this, but Frank, remember one of the European tours we did, right? Every morning, John or I, me and him would get up. First thing in the morning, the first joint we would smoke would always be in your guys' dressing room. <laughs> <laughs> I love every it. day, every venue we were. Where's that guy's dressing room? Go smoke one joint in there and leave. They would I seek out y'all's dressing enough, room. Well, we knew it was early enough where nobody would walk in, right? You know what I mean? You guys weren't doing like you guys sometimes weren't even at the venue yet, right? So yeah. weren't no one was due in. Right, so we, you know, we didn't want to do that that way, but it would be like seven, eight in the morning. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hours away. It was great. One time we blew out. Uh, Paul was in there. I was always in such a good mood when I got in the dressing room. Dude, it was great. Dude, some of those hockey arenas, right? The we 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 freshened it up for you guys, man. <laughs> you know, it's hilarious. Most of the arenas we played. Every time you, I could smell from half the arena by, and I knew where you got that were. You and John Araya, I knew where you were. It was, and you, Dave, even when you were out, I was like, man. They're they're close. I know they're close. And it, it was obvious. When I went to the room. I followed the fume. That was my thing. Followed the fume. But we did that, man, for a bunch, Frank. We did that like for a lot. Like we would go in there every morning and blow out your Dude, That was a good time. That whole run was insane. And look, even on the side of the stage, I put it this way: you made my my life happy because obviously I can't smoke. But again, like I, I love the smell. I you would be setting up for the, the the Slayer show on the side. It was great hanging out watching your guitars. I come over. <sighs> yeah yeah because we would we wouldn't shut down until probably halfway through your set yeah. well we wouldn't well um, during, uh we would not we wouldn't smoke joints though during the set we just do the dabs because yeah. uh the joints would block the whole stage and scott you know scott doesn't react very good to weed smell right yeah, like physically. He's allergic. I think not, Scott's you know allergic. what i mean like he just like he'll choke and stuff I think so. like he has he's allergic to it yeah he's, he's so. really allergic he's like yeah, a so thing. that's why we wouldn't smoke joints during their set but we would do dabs because it was safe because frank was cool with it so it was cool yeah, right? i love so. it i love <laughs> those little quick hits you used to do one time remember i got too close i got too close one time you I was, close, I was and you actually took a hit so that's what i took a hit <laughs> <laughs> I was, and then I went on choking. I sound like a lightweight. Oh, my lungs were not ready for that at all. No, man. That yeah, shit will expand the fuck out of your lungs anyway. It's oh, hilarious. Yeah. Well, and you so bring. Let's, let's, uh, so, real quick, let's talk more about. Um, that's oh, on the road. That. There you go. Look at that. Right? There you go. That's That was with you on the side. Yeah. What song do you always do that in? That's antisocial, I think, right? Oh, yeah, there's probably some lyric in there somewhere. I, I, yeah. I mime it. And, um, it was, it was, I, I think it was any social that you would do that part. So Yeah, just a, a ridiculous thing that I do for no reason. But I think you have <laughs> the, the, my favorite stage presence of all artists that I've seen play live, Frank. Dude, uh, spider like, legs, you your crazy you legs. You're yeah, like, you, awesome. yeah. And you play right with now. your fingers, right, which is even more badass. You know what I mean? So That's how, that's how I grew up. You know, again, my, my influences, I was just talking to a couple of my friends on, on another Zoom call about influences. Um, Steve Harris, Getty Lee, Geezer Butler, all, all finger players. So in my, of course, there was Lemmy. He was a pick player, of course, you know, but those three guys, for me growing up, I wanted to be that, you know, so it made sense. I said, wow, if he's doing it like that, I have to try it because I could always play with the pick from the guitar, right? Sure. So I always figured, man, let me just try it. And believe me, in the early days, 
there were blood blisters and I still get blood blisters when I don't play a lot, but man, there were blood blisters that would just be this, this big on my finger, man. I mean, not even oh. exaggerating. And you keep playing through them. And I was going to say, do you play through that shit? Oh, geez. Yeah, you have to. I love you it. It's so to. cool on the base when, a, when a, the blood bursts, when the bus. <laughs> It's like real blood. So it's like so metal. So cool. <laughs> it is. It's metal as fuck. But Jesus, it hurts that hurts. Ass. Yeah, it, it hurts. Because you're playing, all of a sudden, that's the raw skin shit now. And it go, and then you got the other, the dead skin, rubbing and ripping it more. <laughs> so that's, it's a fun time. And you, you got to gig the next day. The next day, exactly. These are the times <laughs> that people don't understand. Like, you're just like, man. Then you put the crazy glue on. The crazy glue stings like a bastard. Or the new skin, which hurts oh, the new you, skin. Right? I love new skin, but the problem with the new skin, it doesn't, when the sweat comes on, your new skin rubs it right comes, off. Yeah, it comes right That's off. Right. Yeah. You got to do the new skin at, with, on, the, on the new skin, and then you put the crazy glue right on top of the new skin. That's the trick. Is but there no gets, better solution than that? I mean, fuck's dude, sake, not, really? I tried. I mean, and what gauge, what gauge strings do you use? I want 105s. Yeah, 105s all right. See, down, you know, so yeah, you know what? So. It's not, it's not. They were right in the middle. They're not the heaviest gauge, but they're right in the middle. They're heavy enough to, to sustain the note and all that. But I learned a long time ago with that too. I, the heavier string doesn't really need to be there for me. I can and make it sound the way I want it to sound. And that's why you don't. You never uh, played five strings, right? You always did a four string guy. I tried, dude. I tried five strings with Anthrax. I have a couple of five strings right behind me. Um, I love the the sound of them, but for Anthrax, I got Charlie Benanti's kick drums, Scott Ian's guitar low end rhythm it gets you'll never hear it and i we tried it in the studio i wanted to get the low b and all it just didn't it didn't you didn't hear it but uh for me i'm a four string player i i like what i do what i can what the challenge of a four string is i think that's fun to this day that's, that's awesome. awesome yeah I, what, still, uh, I still enjoy it what was your training like i mean i've seen you play a lot and it seems like you know enough you know your way around theory and you know, I, notes a bit better than some artists. I mean, it varies wildly. Like to, some guys yeah, are super geeked. Did you go to music school or anything? Uh, did you study music formally? No. Uh, my, my, because look, I didn't have any money when I was younger. I don't have any money now. But when I, when I was younger, <laughs> I had no money. Um, Stop it. Know, Stop it. Exactly. Okay. But um, when I was younger in the Bronx, you know, I was working at Uncle, my Uncle Joe's deli. And I get, you know, what was that make it? $3 an hour? You know, for, and so I had no money. So I went to this lesson. Money was very crucial to me. So this guy uh, in the Bronx, he had a music store, charged me $35 a lesson, right, for guitar. I just wanted to start on guitar just to learn the whole process and everything. It's so not I cheap. I mean, this is like early 80s, right? That's not cheap at all. Hell yeah, that's a lot of money back then. Fuck money, yeah. And 30, I mean, think about $3 an hour I was making in the deli. So, um, the guy, long story short with this man, I went in there and the guy was just, I knew stuff, you know, I knew what I wanted to play. Uh, he was, he just wanted to go, he wanted to milk me is what he wanted to do. He wanted to teach me, A, this is A, 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 B, B, B. Oh, Jesus. I'm looking at the guy, really, motherfucker? You know, I'm just, I'm, I'm really looking at him and I'm just like, I'm, I'm about to get my money out of your wallet right now. You don't get me <laughs> so before anything ugly happened, and it was true, man. The guy was milking me, and I felt it. You know, look. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's an East Coast thing, whatever. You feel it, and you know it when the guy's milking you. I, I gave it three lessons, three weeks in a row. And when I was, I, all he kept doing was letters. I wanted to play song. I wanted to play Beatles. I wanted to play. I was playing these songs already, and he knew it. Yeah. He didn't care. So at the end of the day, I just went to my own thing and learned off the records. And that was my training. 
That's wow. cool. I, I just, I'm a sponge. I love learning. I watch, you know, it's even now I'm, I'm still learning on YouTube. I, I just love well, I mean, learning new things just to incorporate. Cause I don't think we're ever done learning. Yeah, well, learning yeah, now is yeah. just such a different experience than it was 30 you know, some odd years ago. I mean, sure. we were so, talking so about that information is available. Well, and you yeah, can yeah. like, you can grab a solo and like loop a certain section and slow it down to 20% and preserve the notes and literally just play right along with it and pick it off. Like you could never do that shit before. Yeah. Right. Look, even, even bass scales and stuff, just different stuff to put into my, whatever. I was going to say, where did you pick up your theory and your scales and like, you know, just, how you rip through just. My, my teachers were geezer. Well, Jesus, wow. Lee. Those are my teachers. That's exactly. Badass. Yeah, but I'm a I'm a pain in the ass. With I'm a I'm an anal. I have to learn every little stupid part that you don't think you don't know if it's there. But I have like and remember the days of the '80s. There was no, there was there was it's just vinyl. So I have to put the needle back. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> do that? I kept putting the needle back. Motherfucker, I can't get it. I was so frustrated, but so I'm a lunatic. I love learning that stuff. And what the what was he thinking at that part? Man, did he go to that? Uh, he made it went sharp. All right, I'm gonna try it. And it, then it worked. Ah, yes. And then I, it's all repetition. It was nonstop repetition. It still is. Learning is repetition, and that's I still do it to this day. I, I, look, I just want to get better. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't think I'm a base guy. I'm, I'm happy that people like what I do, but I just want to keep learning and get better. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Fuck yeah. Well, and you play with the thing down to your knees pretty much too, right? Like, yeah, and tell me about where, that. <laughs> back a shot, dude. Um, all you guys playing with your guitar. I mean, it's metal as fuck, right? That's how it's supposed it's to 20, look. 20, 30 years ahead. But my God, man. Yeah. I mean, I think Frank's bass may be lower than any acts I've seen on anybody, even including, you know, King, which that shit hung below my dick. But when I saw Frank go out, it's like, holy shit, man. <laughs> King does well, hold it pretty low. His, his, I tried his, I think you maybe tried his guitar on one time. It did, yeah. Dude, dude wow. did I work for Kerry? Dude, oh, look at that, look at that. Oh, my God, that's the, with the shorts and everything. Wow, that was, the <laughs> young, that was a different that's time. Awesome. Man. Woo. That's good shit. But so where are you guys right now in the, the um, are you guys have like plans to record soon or you guys are still no, writing it? can't do anything right now because nobody, nobody's going to fly anywhere. I'm not flying yeah. anywhere. Right? Sure, sure. Okay. I, I want look when I see these videos on this damn newscast of people walking in the aisle of an airplane as we do, and with no mask, and they're sitting next to a person with no mask. I'm dude. I have yeah. a kid. I have a family. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm not yeah. doing that. Not doing worth it. it for me. No, and, and it yeah. shouldn't be worth it for anybody unless you have to get on that plane. For me, wear a mask. That's all it takes. If you wear a mask, I'm good. And I hate to sound like I'm preaching, but dude, just save lives. It's it's. I mean, maybe because we've been scarred from New York. The New York thing it was so bad. And I pray it never gets there. But now I see the rest of the country, unfortunately, going through this now. But then when you see these pool parties go on, it's like, what the, what, where are the fuck yeah. are we? I mean, again, live your life. I get it. But it's, it's a different time. It's not party party time. I just don't sure just, and now it's escalating to a really bad place. And I, yeah. I'm, not, I'm no preacher, but people have families. I want to see people survive, you know. It, it's, it's not getting a lot better. It's crazy to me that it's the that we're in July and it still feels like about like it did at the end of February. <laughs> it's, it, dude, it's worse now. I can't believe it's worse. It's and, fucking and insane. Said, we have 55, 50 something thousand new cases yesterday. How how does that work? I mean, yeah, on. it's crazy. It's so, crazy. That, I think they, they they moved. They they postponed phase three now, right? Back right, pushed everything back. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So unless yeah. you wear the masks, 
<clears throat> I sound like a public service announcement, but the less you, it's true. The less you wear the mask, the longer we're going to wait. That's the whole, that's yeah. the bottom line. So yeah, for yeah for New York, Dave, we you know they because well, phase three was supposed to open uh, this Monday, this coming yeah. Monday, and then the uh, now they they pushed it back, right? Because you know, See, like, yeah, the numbers, numbers don't you know. I don't talk uh, politics, but I, I have to say one thing. <clears throat> put into perspective, man. He put the put the hammer down, and I think I'm glad he did it. I'm not, you know, whatever. All the politics, politicians are, are what they are. Ugh. But my thing <laughs> is, I'm just glad that the lockdown was at the time because I think it, we benefited from it, you know. So that's the way yeah. I look, you know. So I, I, so I just want this to get better. I just you guys go through the writing process then as much as you can remotely. Then how does that? That's all building for a new album then. So that's the phase oh, that you guys are at. Look, everybody else, everybody's bursting at the seams. I can't wait to sure. play, play new songs. I can't wait to fucking get on a stage again. I'm dying to play. You know, you do these videos. You know, I just did another thing with uh, Charlie. You know, the jam thing. You do it at home. You know, and that's all fine. But there's nothing like the first. You guys have been there. You the first step on a stage and here. Sure. There's yep. nothing. There's no <laughs> drug. I know weed is very important to you boys. <laughs> there's no drug on this earth for me. Yeah. That is my. That's the ultimate drug for me. So sure. I, I I need that drug back, but it's gonna be a while. I I I have a feeling like what are we in July now, which is crazy. I, I don't see it for us. I, I hope we're playing by next July. I I really do. Yeah, yeah, Lamb of God just released their revised dates, right? And I think they're targeting end of July. But I mean, I I, so. I was kind of surprised to see anybody <clears throat> commit to dates again. Because yeah. hey, we don't really know that. Awesome, by the way. Yeah, it's good, right? It's it's heavy as shit. It's yes. really really good. Yes, it's, it's, it's really, good. really good. It's really good. I'm proud of my boys. Yeah, they they're keeping yes. the medal. I love it. Yeah, so, good for them. Like yeah. guys, dude, I love them. It's like hit number fifteen on the charts or something, yeah, dude. Good. good for them, dude. They're doing it all right. They're keeping heavy music. Dude, right? They're taking I it love it. Goal, so. Keep it in the charts, baby. I love it. Yep. Hey, wave that flag, you know. Especially that semi-clean guitar on the last track. Yeah. Oh, yeah. whatever, dude. Relax. Relax. Because <laughs> his guitar was used on the record for that one part. Oh! He's gotta, yeah. I just got to talk about it every time. I <laughs> yeah. did not know this. Yeah, <laughs> that, uh, the, uh, I can't remember the name of the song, right? The second, the last yeah, song see, on the exactly. album. <laughs> but the semi-clean guitar is my old 64 Strat. I took, uh, awesome. I took it out and uh, they used that shit. So Dave, I have a question for you. How many guitars do you have? Uh, 20-ish, you know? I mean, there's a couple, yeah, there's a couple that are kind of art. You know, there's an, a Giger guitar up there that's just like a, you know, it's, just, it's not for playing. They're just for looking at. And then a couple are basses. Uh, JC gave me a bass and then uh, a dude gave me a fretless that it's not like I'm a good bass player anyway. The yeah. fretless is not something I'm proficient at at all, but it looks really neat. Yeah. Um, and then a whole slew of gems and then, uh, you know, some strats and an ESP. You're an ESP artist. So uh, um, you're, in your, you're, in your, where, you're in your house right now? or Yeah, yeah, this is my office upstairs. My basement's being renovated to where I'll eventually be down there like you and have my studio stuff down there. That's what, that's what happens eventually. I don't have as many guitars as this guy, but you just can't see mine, right? So. Yeah. I have my, you know what I did? I, I had to put a lot of mine in storage. I didn't, I even forgot I had some of them in storage. Um, I looked for them. I was like, man, when we were talking yesterday about some bases and stuff, I, some of them I don't even have in this house. I'm like, I got to go to that storage. I keep forgetting sure. the storage place. It's been a long career. Now, so, <laughs> yeah, on, I bet. Now, you, oh, now, I remember you, you played Music Man back in the day, right? You no, those vendors. No, remember? Uh, back in nice. the day, 
even remember it was ESP in the 80s, early 80s, in 87, 88 from Among the Living, all and then starting, I think, was it? Oh, so you were with ESP that early. That was early oh, yeah. ESP, right? Like that was kind of first, you were one of their first artists then. Yeah, actually, Scott and I were with ESP for quite a while. They were based here in New York. Yeah, so that's it was, right. I mean, like the, the office here is, I remember this guy, Steve Coffin, was a great dude um, in New York. So it was easy for me. So go, to go down there, talk and all that stuff. So, uh, and now I'm with them. I was with Fender for, God, I think almost 18 years. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. What, so were you playing a P bass or what were you playing with them? P bass and then got my signatures. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'll show you. Hold on. I just found yeah, this. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Let's see that. <laughs> this is one of my signatures. It's in a nice case. So can you guys see this? Yep. Oh, wow. Look at that, huh? Now this thing, the backstory on this so check this out. Here's a great one. The ESP guys are going to love that I, I showed this to my Fender on uh <laughs> <laughs> Well, we showed one of your ESPs afterwards, right? I'm yeah, not yeah. yeah, so long story short, the start, the, the, the start with this bass, this bass was stolen. This bass was stolen and because... On you tour know, or where would it, where did on, it go? On tour. It was ship, being shipped to Japan. Don't okay. you know? Somebody in the shipping department... Left the case, sent the case away. Guess what he had? Wow. They background, you know, they did the background check, all that stuff. They found it, man. They, and it was a long wow. time coming. I found wow, it. that's crazy. Yeah, dude, I got a call, you know, because they knew it was mine. And obviously, you know, <laughs> oh, cool. there's, something there's something different about it. And uh, so I got a call. We got your bass. What? Get the hell. I couldn't, because I love the way this bass plays. It's an awesome bass. Um, this is my, my Fender, one of my uh, Fender signatures. They were awesome guitars. That kicks uh, ass. So I was really happy. Is that you? Is that Kiss makeup on you on the back? No, it could be though. I could be Paul Stanley on that one. That's awesome. No, just, just me, just a drawing. <laughs> just even, a line drawing. It kicks I ass. I'll show you my, my other one. This is my, just to be fair, hold on, guys. Fenders do rule, man. ESP guys know that too. Yeah, I mean, you know, Fenders are like OG guitar company. You know what I mean? This so. is my current ESP signature. Yes. You probably, I know uh, you used Fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah. Remember, that's the one I used to try to steal every night. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> They're very stealable. So this is the LTD, this is the ESP, this is the, you know, I, I, you know what I did, man? I Because I found out, I talked to so many players that love the bass. But, you know, the ESP, they couldn't afford the ESP because that's, that's bigger money, right? So I mean, do you do, do they do both the ESP and an LTD series? LTD, that's why I brought it, we brought the price down. Nice, and, nice. Look, the players that I know, the players that, that really want to play, they want this bass, they love everything about it, but they can't afford it. So what can we do? So we brought the LTDs and we brought the price down. So nice. you can get a good bass for six, six dollars $700, which is cool. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's, you know, that's great. Works, you and, know, what, and, and what do you have? Do you have passive pickups in there or active? I have. Frank Bella's signature model. Yeah. Ah, see, let's talk about that. Look at that. And are they active then? They are. Yes. Yeah. But they, you know what? They can go back, back and forth. They sound more passive, which is awesome. See, they, yeah. they're EMG X's. Look, if anybody wants to know about my pickups, EMG, uh, Frank Bella's signature model, look on EMG.com. That's an awesome company. You've used EMGs, dude. Yes, EMGs are yeah. great. What are you kidding me? Yeah. Those I, are the, I love to them. me, they're the, you know, yeah. They're, they're, the best, they're, so. they're a great, they're a great company who, uh, who understands and cares about what people hear and, and i'm not just kissing ass because i've been with them forever too so that's i mean my my the companies i'm with and you know this I, i'm to a fault i'm loyal you know what i mean 
Sure. Fender, I was with for 18 years. They were great. It was all, it just, the relationship burned out. It was just done, you know? Sure. Yeah. Was, you know, like a baseball player, you know, when um, you feel like it's time to move on. Yeah. You know, you know it's time sure. to move on to another yep. team. It's time to move on so to the next step. No, no harm. I, I still love those guys. Fender people are great people. Love them all. ESP, I've been friends with them forever. So it's just like, yeah, let's do How something. does that work? I mean, is that normally the artist that then is like, okay, you know, this is running out and then you go around and like talk to other companies or is it that you're getting courted all the time by other companies that are interested in? It's always nice to be courted. Uh, I'm fr you know what happens? You do so much touring, Dave. You know, you meet everybody, you know, and Warren, you know, it's, it's, yep. you know everybody at this point. So, Hey, if you ever, and you always hear that, hey, if you ever, you, if you need anything, hit me up. You know what <laughs> you mean? Need, so. that, that line you just said, if you ever need anything, hit me up. Yep. You just start talking. So what, what can you do? Not, you don't want to be Mr. Businessman, but look, um, feeling, feeling, um, feeling my oats right now. So what, what do you got going? And you just start, you start inquiring and, yep. you know, without being a dick about it. I, I, look, I don't want to hurt anybody. It's just like, like I said, with the baseball player thing, like, Trying to renew my contract somewhere else. Sure. That's, yeah. that's it. And, 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 and so, how does Dave, that happen originally? Like, uh, I'm curious as to even so, that's how it happens for like once you're a mature artist and everybody knows who you are and you've been doing this for decades. How did it happen on the first round? Like, when you first start okay. getting endorsed and then, you know, signature models? That was a long time coming. It comes from uh, here goes that word persistence again. It's nonstop touring. Look, in the early days, nobody's offering anybody anything, right? Until you get a buzz or whatever. You, you have to prove your worth, I, I guess. That's what it is, right? So Anthrax, the early days, is nonstop. So as, as now, is nonstop touring. And when people keep seeing you, you're a hard worker. So if this guy plays it, it's durable. Uh, that means this player might like it and all that stuff. So I, I guess they get the vibe of that. And they okay. say, hey, you know, Never want to talk, you know. Those are the early days, and those early days, oh, fuck yeah, I'm gonna get a yeah, free right, guitar. Sure, hell yeah, right away. Man. <laughs> I'm gonna get a free guitar. God, I hope he gives me just any free guitar, you know. <laughs> and we're fucking spoiled now. Thank God we get free. I'm, I know how lucky I am. I'm very fortunate to get free guitars that I get. I get a piece of them, a very small piece if they sell, right? So I mean, well, you guys, well, back in the day, did you guys? Um, you guys had that studio in Jamaica, right? That you guys jam in. That's where Metallica was before was recording me stuff, in Jamaica. Right? That was Anthrax's first thing. That was the, with Danny Luca, the bass player. I, I love. Yep. Um, that was with, in Jamaica, Queens, obviously. Yep. And that was um, that was. Oh, I, I was straight I, thinking I, Jamaica. Then. Oh no, yeah, Jamaica, Queens. Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Jamaica, okay. Queens. I went there. Yeah, and as he said, as he heard Jamaica, he had to pull that up. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Made me think about I needed a bong hit. <laughs> I can't believe it's been so long, by the way. It's been an eternity. <clears throat> so, but, uh, well, then wait a second. So, yeah. So, how you, has so, Anthrax so been your only band? Well, he, you were the you were the tech, right? And I then the when Danny left, yeah. you became the bass player, right? On the first record, you know, they had I was a tech. I mean, this is before the first record came out. I was a tech because these play small clubs, blah blah blah, around New York and whatever the outskirts and stuff. There was no. You know, no money, obviously, and nobody paid me. I think I, I remember. And I, I mean, when I say tech, look, it's not like great tech like you. You know your shit. I changed strings, dude. But you, yeah, you were the roadie, though. You were the roadie. Yeah, yeah. You were the guy I mean, was traveling with the band, right? And you're, this is late teens then? You were the guy traveling with the band that yeah. somehow got into the band. You know what I mean? I, and the thing so is, when, so after a while, uh, when, when I heard they were going to be auditioning, I, you know, I didn't know Danny, what they were doing with Danny. I heard, um, 
but when I heard they were auditioning bass players, and I loved Danny, so it was hard for me. But um, when I heard they were auditioning bass players, I knew, and I, I threw my hat. I threw my, you know, I threw my hat, and and I said, let's see what, um, let's see what goes. Let's try it. Uh, and I said, I auditioned like everybody else. Wow, that that's crazy. Yeah, How old so, were you then? Uh, and remember, I was a young, young, short-haired Guido guy. Yeah, yeah. and how old were you? You were like how 16, old? 17, 17, right? 17. 17, wow. wow. So you had started uh, you had started with him as a roadie in, when you were like 16 or so then? Yeah, yeah, just about 16. Wow. I mean, yeah. So, so you had only been playing bass four or five years at that point? Yeah, yeah. I, fuck I mean, yeah. What? I said, fuck yeah, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> that's the whole game. And the crazy thing is, you know, when you work with the band, you kind of know that, like, Warren, you know the Slayer songs. You know what I mean? Yep. You, so yep. you know the, the songs. The rhythms, you know everything, yeah. You know so them, you so. You kind of just jump in, yep. So when they hear, you hear this audition, you just tighten them up. You go on and you learn the songs from your head, you know already. So that was, it was a lock, you know what I mean? So I knew the songs. So I was nervous to shift for the audition, but at the end of the day, I knew it just, I didn't have to think about it, you know what I mean? So it was kind of cool that way. Now, now, how how long after that did uh did Fistful of Metal come out? Not long because I remember I didn't I didn't play on the record, but the day I remember the day the record came out, that's when I got in the band. The day the oh, record wow. came out. Wow. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. It, it was it was it was a great thing, you know. You know, it was it was a good time. A lot of work. First record. I mean, I remember we did a drive in a van all around the states, and I was too young to drive. Because <laughs> everybody was switching, it was Scott. Everybody was taking turns driving, and I couldn't because I didn't have my license. I couldn't drive yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. That, that's how that's how crazy it was. And that was from I think we did a three week tour across America in this little you know little van. Everybody everybody all in. You know, uh, band you guys group. you guys booked that stuff yourself, or did you have management at that point? I think we have management. It was with uh, always with Johnny Z. Uh, oh yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right, Johnny Z. Yeah, so, I mean, Johnny Z. God, God, God rest him. God bless him, man. He's a he's a great dude, man. Um, awesome. He, he had great vision, Johnny Z. Look. Well, yeah, I mean, dude, he bought he like kind of bought the world Metallica, right? Yeah, and label between the two of them, like it's Slagle, <laughs> two great people, and you know, I, I, Slagle, I love too. I love hanging. You know, yeah. it's all, these are all great historic figures. You know what I mean? The, yeah, absolutely, dude. Really they help bring metal to to life, you know what I mean? They help bring heavy music to like, they recognize when they heard these bands, they were like, dude, these are the bands that we wanna, you know, they're like, that's the genre they knew, right? You know what I mean? Believe. Especially you know, now, now Anthrax being out of that, like the whole metal thing, you know, being a lot of bands came from the West Coast Bay Area, yeah. you guys were like almost a rare thing, like a metal band coming from New York, especially, right? And then yeah. like, when we did all the big four stuff, same thing, all West Coast bands, except for Anthrax, the East Coast band. Yeah. Did you guys feel like you had to like, you know, bring it a little more, you know what I mean? We always feel like we have to bring it. Look, I, the way I look at Anthrax, look, there's, there's, Metallica's the biggest band in the world, period, period. You know, that's awesome. Yeah, sure, sure. Look, remember about the big four. This is what I, I have to say. Metallica, and I've said it before, Metallica didn't have to do that for all of us. For, for no, the absolutely. Dude, absolutely. That was a favor for everyone. Absolutely. Like, dude, so, they didn't have that, to do that. You know what I mean? That, like, I look at those guys, and not only my friends, but look, at this point, they could play or they could play stadiums on their own easily, and they have, they, and they do. Yeah, dude. So, they don't need they don't need the three other bands to, to pack a stadium. They can do that on their own, man. Absolutely. So to celebrate this music, and that's what they did. Uh, to celebrate this music, how great is that? Look, being the biggest band, you know what? Yes, it's the right thing to do. They did it, and so anybody who knocks that, I just 
I'll never understand because I think that's an amazing thing that these guys said to me, said to us, come on, guys, let's go celebrate this music. That, that's fucking great, man. That's sure. Because yeah, there was a movement. You know what I mean? This whole. Well, dude, you, you remember that first show in Poland, dude. I mean, there was like 90,000 people I mean, there or something. Remember that? You, you couldn't see dude, any more people. It was insane. It was crazy. Holy fuck, man. Oh, yeah, look at that. Dude, how crazy of a picture is this? I remember, I remember this picture. That, that's a cast of characters right there. Right wow, there. look at that, huh? Is that Carrie back there in the right corner? That's Carrie yes, back there. Tom. That's Slash. Slash. That's uh, Danny Spitz, right? Steven Adler. That was a Charlie, good time. Scott. That was in California. Uh, that was a that's great rad. time. That, that was a great show. That was so how many time. of the big four shows were there? Like, I missed uh, all that shit. I was heads down computer hacking and shit at that point. All together. What was the final number? I don't actually know the final I mean, there was, number. There was like eight or nine shows in Europe, and then we did the two in the States, right? Yeah, so in the States, there was only two? Yeah. That's gotcha. the problem. You know, and it's not a problem because there's, there's something cool about leaving it like that, too. And I, I understand. But look, if you were Metallica, you don't have to do anything, you know. So everybody wants to. I want the big four to come back. I believe me. I would love to do. I mean, more. it would be cool to well, see. It's too late now, bro. So one of the big four is gone. But I wonder, I wonder if and I've, I've talked to my friends in Slayer about this. I, I always wonder. And this is always a question. I said, look, if you get the call. Would it be would it would it be cool? Wouldn't it be a cool thing for our lives? I'm talking about the whole thing, broad lives, right? This whole big thing we've had, this great time, and this, this has been a great ride, dude. We've had a great ride, and we thank God for it, right? How about if we get that call one more time? Wouldn't it be worth it to just like dust everything off and say, "All right, let's give it a whirl." So you know here's I mean? the thing: it would be fucking spectacular, but. You know, you and I were hanging out in, in the dressing rooms after many, many tours. And, I, you know, my impression is for that to have happened, it would have needed to happen before we finished, right? Like it would have, now COVID, the fact that the world basically came to an end in February, it would actually well, like, if it well, was going to happen, like it kind of would have gotten delayed a little while anyway. But I, it seems like that would have need to have happened around November and then be like, okay, yeah, let's fucking do this because that would be the finale. But yeah, I think everybody would want to see it. But Kerry's like been pretty open saying he ain't ever fucking playing as Slayer again, right? At least on record. Yeah, but listen, you guys got to understand COVID started because Slayer broke up. Right? Slayer <laughs> ended, COVID started. So, so they may have to come maybe, back together to save the world. Maybe. Maybe. Look, I, I would love Slayer to come back. Of course, look, they're my friends. I'm very, you guys know I'm very close with those guys. So um, Anthrax is very close with those guys. I would love it. But it, it would be a great question um, if that, if that I don't know if that, that big four question will ever come up again. But I'm, it would be really interesting to see um, where people will be at because I think it would be such a, a huge thing for everybody. Um, and just... I, I, as a fan, I'm just talking as a fan. I would yeah. watch. I would watch that. Sure. Yeah, as a fan, I would watch. Well, I mean, dude, see it too. we I'd got fan to do out. fucking Yankee Stadium, dude. I mean, that's yeah. that as was epic, for, right? For me, yeah. I mean, we. Did, How was we, that for you, right? Being a Bronx kid, going, you know what I mean? Playing, you know, it's funny because you know, grow up, growing up a Yankee fan too. Got to remember, it's insane. And the thing is, you know, I did that. I did that Yankee Stadium show, and I've never been to a game at that Yankee Stadium since that. I've never really. Been, I've oh, that's the been... that's the new one, right? That we we yeah, the did. no, one. we did the we did the old. No, one. we did the new one. We did the new one. We did the new one. That's we right. We did the new, new one. one. And the only reason is, 
and look, as a diehard Yankee fan from way back, I have an issue, and I've had my opportunities to go, but I have an issue with how they're pricing out fans. It's, it's getting me, and it's like, wait, a guy can't bring his kids. You have, you have a kid, and you have two kids or something going to a ball game. You spend four or $500. It's New York, dude. Dude, come on, though. <laughs> Baseball, oh. Yeah. You know, but dude, listen, just in, in not in defense of the stadium, but the new stadium, that place, Holy shit, dude! They got there's like a fucking steakhouse there now. Like it's, it's crazy. crazy. You know what I mean? It's nothing like the old one. You know, which yeah, yeah. of course you can never replace the old stadium. Yeah. You know, that's the vintage feel, the whatever, right? That basically all you had was a, a, a popcorn and a hot dogs and beer. Yeah, you know I mean, I mean so. look, eventually I'll go. You know, when, when I think it's worthwhile. You know, you know when I I still don't like their current team. I don't. I think there's a lot of stars that mean nothing. You know, a lot of a, you know big jocks up there. It doesn't mean I, I'm a Yankee well, fan. Listen. Next year or whenever this thing clears up and we decide to go to a game, we're going to go together. I'm right? in. I'm in, but go it's got to be. I got I to approve. I got to like, I got to prove to myself, approve it in my head that I like the team because there's some guys in there that are overpaid that don't come through in the playoffs. I, can't, I won't even mention their names, but they're the stars of that, of that team right now. I just want to see some trades. I'll be really happy. Yeah, we'll Isn't see that next, part next of it. Year, Isn't that part of being a fan? You go out and you cuss the players you don't like and yell at them and shit. Yeah. And like, I'm not a big baseball guy, but I think that's how that goes. I used to, no, you don't do that. You don't do that. No, no. <laughs> Unless you don't paint your face and yeah. sit there in some, some degree weather yelling. I thought that's what y'all did. The sports people. No, not, like, not me. Is, you can, you, other people can do what they want. Yeah. For me, I don't do that. I've never done it. But here, here's the deal. You ever see, hey, Warren, do you ever, like, the old stadium, do you ever sit in the bleachers? Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, nuts. that's dangerous. It's yeah, dangerous. That's where you always went. That's where that's, the fun part That's where right, you can right? afford, too. That's where the, that's where the seats yeah, are. But there, there dangerous, why? Why? Because is that where the face painters are? No, that's just where all the fun was, because there was no cops up there, right? So you can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? So Yeah. It's different I mean, now. It's definitely different oh, now. Oh, yeah. It's different now. Back yeah, in the yeah. day, man, there were brawls everywhere. Dude, you got to remember, you, no, speaking of New York. I was uh, going to say, have you noticed the shift in New York? Warren's been telling me that, like, shit's gone a little you, crazy. You, okay, so last last week, or was it last week, I, I was downtown for the first time, dude. All right, the Bowery looks like the Bowery did, it, like, in the 80s, dude. It was crazy down there. Why? It would, dude, graffiti everywhere, oh, just yeah. zombies. Yeah. Zombies walking around, homeless people. It was crazy. Like, dude, it was nuts. It was crazy. Warren I says, like, wow, the city's is, gone fucking look, crazy. Look at this. Like, it was like a time war. <laughs> I literally, as soon as we pulled into the city, I was like, yo, like, where are Did you say some guy got knifed out in front? What what kind of, yeah, some, uh, all right, I was uh, part of, uh, I went to attend a, a streaming show, right? You know what right. I mean? It was a very minimal amount of people. I was invited exclusively. It was, it was a cool thing. I was there, mask on, whatever, right. watching, you know. And uh, during the event, someone got stabbed out front of the venue. You know what I mean? Wow. So. Wow, <laughs> it was like, all right, man. Like, fucking barbarians. Back, back to the 80s, bro. Yeah, like, you, back to the 90s. You, knew, you, you New Yorkers, man. Y'all are vicious. That's why Daniel right LaRusso like, came in like I'm a ton of bricks. That's just that section I saw. <laughs> like, I've been other areas in the city which have been fine, right? But to me, it just seems like there's a lot more graffiti. And that, the section, the Bowery, holy fuck, dude. It looked like it did in the 80s, man. It was great. Wow. Well, you know what they're saying? Um, I have some real estate friends here. And a lot of them are saying they've been crazy busy in Westchester and all the upper out of the city. Yeah, people want to get out of the city now. People, I can't believe people are wanting to get out like they are. Like they, they, they're just done with all yeah, the stuff worse, that's going on. It's I've worse heard. than 9-11 right now, dude. 
I've heard uh, even out here that like all the big properties, you can't find any of the big properties and people are wanting to move out of the city and get onto something with more land. And yeah, it's nuts. It's crazy. It's crazy everywhere. Now, I, I mean, this will all settle eventually. It will all settle down, but it's just, look, this is, we're writing history right here. This is writing history right now. There's a, there's, there's a lot of things going on right now, you know, yeah, sure. and, uh, well, imagine yeah. reading about this in a hundred years. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> Damn. Uh, you know, you start with COVID. We're gonna. After that. Yeah. It's it's insane. Yo, so speaking of history, Clash of the Titans. How yeah. was that run? That was before my time, obviously. Yeah. You know, where you were you on that? Where were you? Man, I was in the audience, man. That's where I was watching the show, dude. That's what. Straight up at MSG, I was there, right? I was at all those shows. So you know, the the crazy thing about Clash, the Clash of the Titans is, you know, we rotated headlining every night, right? And having yeah, Allison, New, in, New York, you, you guys headlined, right? So yeah, we we had the Garden, yep. and that was insane. But it was great. But and but remember, Allison Chains. Imagine Allison Chains opening that. Dude, they they were walking music. Dude, they, they straight up were walking music on that tour. They like six months uh, later, they were the biggest band in the world, dude. I watched them. I, watched them. I have to say, and Jerry will tell you this, I watched them every night because I thought they were great every night. And I love the fact that's a tough crowd. If you look and think about that, that's a hell crowd. yeah, dude. Well, yeah, because it was Allison Chains, Testament, Anthrax. No, who no, else? No, no, it was Allison Chains, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer who rotated. That's right. Yeah, okay, Allison yeah, Chains yeah. stayed opening, and those three bands would rotate. Those three rotated. Okay. Dude, it was like they were walking. I mean, imagine opening up for that lineup back then. What are you crazy? And like, they did, and they did, and they did brilliantly, and they kicked ass every night. And you know what's great? There were some shows. Unfortunately, some people threw some stuff, and and uh, God rest his soul. You know, Lane Lane Staley. Yep. God rest his soul. That guy. Not only was he a star and an amazing singer, he just put it in their face, dude. He just put it right back in their face, and just. And just went those guys kicked ass in my opinion yeah, they went hard I, I every night they kicked ass not because they were a big band now they're my friends and all that but that that band stood up to everything man and that was not an easy opening slot so i i just think that was for me it was special just seeing that but break open after that and see them nice. blow up big Nice. It is interesting. I mean, was it part of that tour that made them blow up big or i mean they got a lot of radio airplay i mean all there was small, a different kind of I mean, yeah. it, it, their songs, look, and people saw how great they were. I mean, not partially on that tour. Because it's a different crowd. Different crowd, but the people, they had the song. It's all about songs. Lane was a bonafide star, man, without a doubt. And let's face it, they, they sound great live. And even now, they're, they're just a great band. Great songs, you know, and that's that's what should be big, right? Yeah. So, and that's why they're a big band. That's well, because it was, the European leg was a, was suicidal opening up, yeah. though, right? It was right? suicidal, yeah. They do a lot of that, yeah. So, so yeah, the Europe leg was a little different, right? So, yeah. Another, another great, great group. Been around forever with us. Yeah. And we've done a lot of tours with Suicide. I love Mike. They're just, they're, that's a great band. It's always yep. been a great band. So, so speak, speaking of tours, right, my first U.S. tour, I was working for a band called VOD. Yeah. And uh, we opened a tour with Anthrax, right? A full U.S. tour. You, do you remember great. that tour? Yeah, it was great, course. right? Yeah, it was crazy. It, it was uh, it was Anthrax, Life of Agony, VOD, and Grinspoon, right? Yeah. So I forgot. About what were that you uh, What were you doing? You were teching? Me? Yeah, guitar tech or what? Nah, I was roadie, man. I was tech back I mean, then. Li man, you lucky lifted amps and shit. Did. I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, like maybe you were fucking touch the instruments back then. You know what I mean? So 
I was just hanging out, smoking weed and like getting gear from the trailer up. You know what I mean? Doing that stuff, mm. trying to be responsible, right? It didn't work you know like I mean? it did for me. I thought you just rolled right in and start working for dude. <laughs> nah, man. No way, dude. No way. That was a fun no. tour though, right? Yeah, it was great. I love that. that I love that, that tour. Was, uh, 1997, I believe. So wow. it was 97 because I yes. looked that up the other day. Yeah, when we talked about it, I was like, man. Yes, that was dude. That was the first time we met, right? You were you were so friendly. I talked to you every day on that tour, right? We had conversations every day on that tour. Yeah, I mean, we hit it home. That's the way it is. It's all, it's all good. So that so with, with that was it was VOD then LOA and then Anthrax. How did that work? No, no, it was Anthrax, LOA, VOD, Grinspoon. That's it. That's it. I forgot. Yes, yeah, that, that was a good tour. Yeah, uh, LOA had uh, uh, Whitfield Crane singing for them at the time, right? I love so, Whit. Whit's awesome yep. too, man. It, Whit sounded great singing those songs too. Yeah, you guys had um, Paul Crook playing guitar at the awesome. time, and I, I believe that was that was a John Bush era. That was yeah. John Bush. You know, yeah, right? yeah, you know Paul Crook. He's Meatloaf's guy, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's, well, he was too. Virtuoso. Paul Crook was Paul Crook was Kerry King's guitar tech for oh, like yeah. a minute too. You know what I mean? So yeah. yeah, always. But yeah. I mean. They, Paul is not only, I mean, he's worked with us forever, but a lot of people love Paul because they know how oh, great shredder. he is. You yeah, know? he's a shredder, dude. He's, he's a sick shredder, he's a shredder right? Shredder, so. and he, Dave, have you ever no. met Paul Crook? No? He's come out to shows before. He's a good dude, man. He's in Vegas, so. But and yeah, he, he's meatloaf. He guy, started so. as a tech and is a player now? Yeah. yeah. He's definitely a player. Yeah, you should, yeah. Know, you should know Paul Crook, man, because not only is he one of the best people on the earth, he's literally one of the best people on the earth, but... He's one of the best guitar players. I'm he's not a even going to say that. Yeah, he's, he's a shredder. Like, you suck for not introducing me to him then, Warren. <laughs> well, we'll get there, all right? So, whatever. <laughs> you know what? You know what you do? Dude, uh, download, not download, go to YouTube and go to um, recent uh, Meatloaf shows. He's the guitar yeah. player with the blonde hair, short blonde hair, dude. Yep. You watch how much he rips. He kicks ass, that dude, man. Yeah. He really That's does. Awesome. Ask, ask Kerry about Paul Crook, man. Yeah, yeah. Kerry's Talk tech, to Kerry dude. about him, yeah. Kerry loves him. Kerry's tech for like, a, a while, man. Not yeah. a while, but like at least a couple years, I think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I do love geeking on some guitar shit, man. It's it's pretty Dude, much my jam. Paul, <laughs> Paul knows it all. Paul knows all that. I mean, he goes geek on. He's, he's amazing. In every See, way. that's awesome. I have few of those. Like, I I I tend to geek out more than some of my artist friends, and it weirds yeah. me out. I'm yeah. like, wait. Wait, like all you do is play guitar, and they're like, "Dude, you fucking geek out on this way more, way more than we do." <laughs> Carrie says I have issues. There it is. Oh, all right, is. look at that, Paul Crook, right there. That's a great shot. That, that's you know what? That's that's like the perfect shot because that's when you see him every time, Frank. That's the same face he's got, <laughs> yeah. on, right? You know, he's smile, like, you know what I mean? He's just, he's, see, shredders are happy, shot. Warren. Shredders are happy people. Well, you're not a shredder, bro. Don't don't put yourself in the same category as Paul Crook. <laughs> I'm a wannabe shredder though, and it makes me happy. You're an Instagram God. star, dog, all right? Such a dick. <laughs> I don't Listen, play like those Instagram guys, man. Those Instagram guys fucking rip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so keep working on it, dog. No, I just get on and act goofy. <laughs> you know what? You need personality. Right? <laughs> yeah, oh, he's, got, yeah. oh, he's got all the personality. <laughs> the That's all he's got, you rename, personality. You have to rename the show as The New Odd Couple. That's what's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> people. <laughs> it's crazy, right? The weed. Well, that's part of it. You know what I mean? The um, the fact that we're com from two completely different backgrounds. You know what I mean? And somehow ended up being like close friends, right? So it's weird. I, I love it though, because I, I when you, when you asked me to do this, I said, "What are you guys doing? Are you guys hang? You just want to hang out? What is this? No, we're doing a podcast. Basically, right. yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, basically hanging out. We want to hang out. Right? But like <laughs> you said earlier, 
dude, it's like the vibe of being on tour, right? We could be in catering right now. Just talking. We could totally be. I was just going to say, <laughs> we could, if people out there want to know what was watching this, if, what, what we do in catering before the show, this is it. This is it. <laughs> I'm dinner, right? You're seeing shit. right now, this is it. This is what we yeah. do. We're like, we're like kids. Yeah, exactly. But it's Juvenile, you know what I mean? So... <laughs> I think that's why I, I fit in so well out there. Like it's a bunch of misfit children and uh, <laughs> being able do to people, just keep around. Do people know the background of how you jumped in? We, 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 we kind of get into it. Like uh, I touched you know, on we it, got a it in the past couple of shows. So we get into it, but if, dude, if you want to. Yeah, you, you were there. I mean, you saw the whole thing going from just being a guest. I, I like I couldn't I, believe that you just took the reins of being Carrie's main tech. Out of nowhere, I mean, honestly, you jumped in, and I, I'm not kissing your ass. I don't, you know that. You're my boy, but you're my friend. But uh, I, I just didn't understand. I, I got to tell you, man, Kerry really, and I know Kerry pretty well. He had to really believe in you to just throw you the reins of his of his gig like that. So um, he had to trust in you. He had he had to trust that you had the you had the goods to do that, man. So and the way you did it was incredible. I just thought it was incredible to watch it. Uh, Thanks, I, I, was, it was... I was fanboy on the side. <laughs> I, I, was, I, was like, man, I, was, I was hoping for the best. I said, man, make this happen. Because I know yeah, how... Well, so, Frank, you got to realize, because when it came down, we needed a guy. He, Dave kept like, you know, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And I kept being like, <laughs> oh, man, you don't know what you're getting. Dude, like, really? You want to... Oh, okay, man, go for it. Have fun. <laughs> Watch this. See, I didn't know that, Warren. I didn't know oh, yeah. that. You, so you volunteered? I thought you were volunteered. I didn't know you volunteered for no, it. Oh, so, oh, I, so, but as a guest, right, uh, the, Mike is my buddy. And so I would be out with Mike and Carrie on all the off nights and everything. And, right. and I, don't, I don't really drink, but I drink with those guys because you're just sitting there sipping tequila all night, right? So yeah, I'd end up. Choice, believe me, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. So I'd end up pretty well shit plowed. You've seen me. Like, I, I'm a lightweight on the drinking. <laughs> like, I could smoke all day and all night, but like, yeah, the drinking fucked me up. So I would end up pretty well drunk. And when he was having issues, I started qualifying exactly what the issues were. And then I was like, dude, I can do this job, man. Put me in. <laughs> and, and he's like, what? No, you can't. And, it, and that went on for a week or two probably yeah, right because there was a point where warren was supporting it and then there was a point where warren was not supporting it at all oh, really? oh well, because, because it, look my logic was bro right now i told him listen right now you're a guest yeah. you're a guest you could do whatever you want you got a free pass you're on the like dude Don't you can do whatever <laughs> like you want to this is work this is actually work and you're already like have your own company like Bro, you're going to sign up to work for like, yeah. okay, man, have fun, dude. I'm a total workaholic though, right? So it made total sense to me to take my vacation and start working on something. And it was nice because it allowed me to focus my brain on something that had nothing to do with being a CEO or running companies or any of that shit. And look, I get to Frank, geek out on guitars all him, day. Look, I just didn't want him to get sucked into the life so bad that he had to give up his other life. Right. Yeah. That's what and I that was Mike. Mike mm -hmm. got concerned too because he was like, "Dude, yeah. I'm gonna come out here and you're gonna be 60 years old and all fucking <laughs> haggard from the road, and you yeah. gave up this life because you just love guitar and metal so much." And I'm like, "It's not gonna happen, right?" And uh, you know, it. I I was so I was into it enough to make it. Yeah, it was fucking awesome. Like you guys made it awesome. You were super supportive every night. I'd go back, and you would like everybody would you know give me fucking high five. Everybody except Warren, you know, would give me high fives. And, <laughs> Because <laughs> you get, hey, listen, you got everyone else feeding your ego. I don't need to feed your ego, right? So. But here's, here's the question, though, and this is what I, I, I probably, I don't think I've asked you like this, though. 
knowing that you you wanted to do it, I didn't know you volunteered, but did you watch the gig every night and say, I can oh, yeah. do it? Oh, yeah. Know, well, like, the okay, so the backstory is at one point, I was going to train Dave to take my place in case I had to leave, you know what I mean, with my other oh, job or whatever, okay. like, you know what I mean? So, and then at one point, for some reason, I don't know why, I at one point in the tour, I was like, hey, man, you should start going over there and just pay attention. Just go over there and, like, you know how you watch me all day? We'll go over there and watch what he does over there. Just just wow. do it. Well, just do it. And I, I, and I heard why. I heard right? Carrie complaining about... I wasn't about... doing intentionally to fuck the other guy that was there already, you know what I mean? I just, for some reason, I was like, Dave, just go over there and... And, so, and I heard Carrie complaining about the punches. So the first night I was that I was qualifying what I needed to do, because interestingly, like, I, I had a lot of background in guitar, but for... 15 years I hadn't really played very much until I went out there with you guys and after that first tour I realized holy shit there may be a chance to strap a guitar on I better fucking get my fingers back and then I still couldn't play shit right like I like it was horrible I've been playing a lot since right but yeah whatever um so I was like wait you just want me to basically be your foot and hit the switches on a bunch of songs that I've been listening to since I was 12 I was like, I'm pretty sure I could fucking do that, right? And so I watched the guy fuck up a few times, and that was the part that I nailed, right? Then the, all the being a roadie part was Warren's biggest concern, which was valid, getting up at 6.30 a.m., having Royce yelling at me all day, being yeah. on that kind of tight schedule of, like, you got to get all this shit broken down. There was just a lot of little parts to it, and the responsibility was massive. We've talked about before that, like, I, there was points that I looked around, and I'm like, did you work right. behind the computer most of the time? Like, yeah, and out it's in the field being the real fucking shit. right. I'm, and would you tell I'm me watching after that first. You after the first week, I go, my god, this is insane. What am I even doing out here? <laughs> yeah, like I, I had no idea what I was doing there, man. Like, like he was, would cry into his pillow every night, dude. Every dude night. I, I don't blame him because even when I was behind you, Dave, watching you, because I usually stand on the side with Kerry and hang out, right? And I'm watching you. I'm nervous for you because the <laughs> pressure on you. I'm worried about the please don't fuck up because there's a lot of part that Carrie just has, you know, the cues and stuff are there. I'm like, please, Dave, just get this right though. Cause I don't want to see, I don't want to see what happens so you, after you fuck it up, you know? Right. Do you, do you, are you, do you get that pressure before you perform? Like, uh, would, you know? No, I, I do. Are I, you just, I you're more relaxed, that, right? You're, I, I live that shit. I, okay. I use that for the energy, to be honest. Right. That's my, that's my, that's my fuel. I, I love that. But you I still love, kind of pump up as you're going out, right? Like, I mean, as you guys are coming up, it seems like everybody's, you're getting amped. Yeah, there you go. There you go. For me, I did, look, I'm very lucky to do what I do for a living. So I know it. I want nothing. I want to fucking make everybody in that audience feel it. And that sounds like a generic line, but it's not. That's the way I grew up. That's the way all my heroes did. And I, I fucking, I want to go out there. Whatever money you spent on that ticket, I want every dime worth of it. And that's I want to make it every, and that's the God's honest truth because I know I I'm that guy. I'm a fan. I'm fucking I'm a fan of this. Fuck that. I want I'm giving 110 percent. Look, you saw all those nights. I my my, my back is fucking killing me. All that oh shit, yeah. You know? Oh yeah, dude. Oh so yeah. So I can give a shit less. The adrenaline. Thank God, this drug that we have in our bodies called adrenaline, <laughs> yeah. right? Because all that shit disappears. Thankfully, but right after you come up, oh my motherfucker! You know, and you're like, shit. but thank God, I—I I mean, that 
I used to drink a lot of coffee. I cut down since my stomach woes, so I got to be, I got to chill on it, but I, I love okay. coffee. All right. I love coffee. All right. All right. See, that sketches me out. I drink a lot of coffee too, and I've heard that it can really fuck up your stomach eventually. eventually. Yeah, but whatever. Everybody's got different stomachs. I just have a wuss one right now. I'm gonna so, yo, hey, Frank, let's get real quick into your, your other project, your, your, your altitudes and attitudes, right? How, how did that come about, man? Because that's, you know what I mean? Two bass players, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, That's so the background, what Warren's talking about is this, this side group, Dave, uh, Dave Ellison from Megadeth and I have, it's called Altitudes and Attitude. And you would think it's ridiculous are. hearing two bass players get together, what is it going to sound like on one bass? No, we, we did a lot of bass clinics together, this is how it happened. We, we've done a lot of bass clinics for our company, uh, bass company, Hartkey, you know Hartkey. Yeah. So we, we did a lot of joint bass, cl bass uh, um, clinics together. So... You know, we, we worked out all this stuff we were doing together, and, and it came to the part where Dave just said to me one day, he goes, dude, why don't you start writing songs so we can play it for these clinics instead of doing this jam stuff? And I said, as a matter of fact, I have this. And, and long story short, that's how it happened. Um, we had songs. I had a lot of songs that I had written and uh, I, that I wanted to sing. I didn't want to deal with a singer. I just wanted to sing these because that's what I do at home. And I've done with anthrax and background, backgrounds forever. So, and that's what I do in New York. That's what I do. I go, when New York is open, I go downtown and, and do open mics. That's what I do with an acoustic guitar. That's, that's oh, my wow. fun. So, uh, so I had these songs and that's how it happened. And we gave a demo to Missy Colazzo from Megaforce. She liked it. She really liked it. So, um, and it all worked. It all yeah. Worked and you guys, you guys did some touring with that too. Yeah. Right? You did so a run we, on it, right? Yeah, we did a, we did a run with Slash, uh, which was, I couldn't believe it. Imagine taking a, a, a group that you just start and you're throwing them at a, a sold out arena tour. I mean, it was ridiculous. We, we went up there and it That's was- That's how Frank so Bello does. Dude, and it was <laughs> awesome. We got a lot of great crowd reaction from that. I didn't expect it because nobody knew the music. So it was, but it got great hype on it and Slash loved it. So it was all good. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was good times. That's cool. Like now, is there any, um, do you want to do more of that stuff? Like, obviously, you know, yeah, future. Yeah, what I, because Dave Ellison, I mean, Dave, you know, we're, we're good friends. So he's doing his whole solo thing now. I'm, I'm writing solo stuff, like, but it's going to be rock and heavier rock stuff I'm doing. <clears throat> using my and are you singing that? Are you singing, playing guitar? Are you doing all the instrumentation on that? Just singing and um, singing, and I could play bass on it. I'm excited on that. I'm singing and playing guitar on it. I'll have lead player, drummer, all that stuff, you know? That's cool, man. That's cool. It's, it's, yeah. you know, it's easy if you let it be, you know, because I, I enjoy writing. I, I just enjoy writing music. This stuff that I put in the side for anthrax, <clears throat> you know, when it's heavier and it, it sounds like, you know, that, I'll leave it to that. You put it in that envelope, you know, for my solo stuff, you put it in that envelope, you know, you, you know how to separate things. You have to separate things. But I, I enjoy it. And let's face it, this is a great time for it. What else? I mean, we're lucky enough to play instruments. So... What else are you gonna do? You can't just yeah. go out and hang out, right? Yeah, no. Some of the like some of the best riffs ever should be being written this year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean. We should be we should be seeing some of the greatest albums of all times coming out in the next couple of years. Dude, so. think about for metal bands. Think about the rage and anger and exactly that's exactly come out dude from this. You know what I mean? so, so I think when this is over, and I pray to God it's sooner than later, uh, I can't wait to see what not only my band comes out with with other bands come out with because i think it's going to be a great time it's going to be a great time hopefully this thing will go away you know they'll, they'll come up with the cure for it and everybody will get back to their lives and stuff and uh, people could heal uh, but man the, for music people are afraid that people are going to come out 
of course, if people are all right to go to shows, I think people are going to come out to shows because I know I want to go to shows. Oh, wait. dude, I'm, I'm sure people are, can't wait to go. You know what I mean? So again, Who I are was you? just at that streaming event watching a live, just to hear a live guitar. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. Yeah. Who, are, awesome. who are you into as far as new bands and stuff like newer music newer you know you know you know it's funny i was gonna up and coming you, rock stars yeah <laughs> you know it's funny um the, the last thing i i heard uh um i was gonna add because i had another thought before we talked about new bands it was the last show you went to because he said he went to that that um streaming thing what was the last show you went to what was the last show before this happened uh, I was on that note. Kingfish, uh, down. Uh, he played in January, right around the Nam show. Kingfish played in for his birthday in uh, L.A., so I went yeah. down there. The Chris Stone Kingfish, the blues kid. Yeah. So it's January. It, it, yeah, and the kid's fucking awesome. He actually, so he grabbed a bunch of the Nam guys. So it was like a bunch of guests coming up and jamming with him. And uh, there was one white kid with like red hair, and he get up. He got up there. I was like, oh, this kid's gonna have to shred to be up there with him. It's like it was such a contrast to even bring this dude up, and he murdered it. Like he just opened up some fire. Like everybody just, it was an incredible show. I love that. Yeah. You know what the last show I went to, but right, you know, it was this stuff in New York was really, I don't, I think it may have been January too. I, my wife, it was our anniversary. Oh, oh yeah, I think I wanted to bring my wife out. Long story short, we haven't been out in a while, right? Uh, this is before the COVID thing happened. Um, but it was, it started, we started hearing about it in New York, but I remember I got tickets for, and I've always loved them just as songwriters, um, Hall and Oates. It sounds oh, weird. Yeah. It sounds weird. But let me tell you <laughs> no, it's awesome. I, I, dude, those guys are better than everybody. Just to, <laughs> their songs sound like their songs and they're not faking it. They're up there killing it and these songs that everybody knows. I don't care if you you don't like their music or whatever, you know their songs. I mean, I've been a Hole and Oats fan forever just because I love great songwriting. And those sure. guys are the best. So, so listen, here's, here's my Hall and Oats story, right? So I, I used to work at uh, Urban Plaza, right? The stage manager there. Yeah. So um, they did two nights there. There you go, Hall and Oats. Amazing. Look at that. But they did two nights there, right? So uh, once we loaded like in, it was kind of like, all right, well, you know, you're kind of useless until tomorrow night. You know what I mean? Like they were set up two nights already. They were good to go. So the house decided, all right, well, why don't you, you know, you help us. We're short of security. Guy. Why don't you be security for, you know, for the dressing room? So at, at Urban Plaza, the entrance to the dressing room was right in, you know, by, on floor in front of the stage, like next to the stage, basically. So I had to basically sit there. So I had a seat right there to watch Harlan Oates wow. for two nights, right? Wow. At, in Urban Plaza on that small stage. That's amazing. That's amazing. Blew my mind, dude. Well, and you've heard the music that amazing. Warren would they play over there so on good. stage, they, right? They like, so good. They were Warren doesn't judge. He's had the corniest music of all time playing over there on constant loop, right? Yeah, like, he ain't going to judge. Music, <laughs> I love music. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's a great point. See, we talk about new metal bands and stuff. I look. I'll listen to anything. <laughs> <laughs> I'll listen to anybody and I want to hear new bands and stuff. But to tell you the truth, I've been going back and listening to the stuff I grew up on again. I've been yep. learning a lot more Rush, you know, Interesting. since your Pert died. Near P. Yep. Um, I've been listening to that and digging in more because I don't think I dug in enough in the bass playing. Like, remember what we were talking about before? Um, sure. I, how I learned? I don't think I got the essence of what really what he was doing the way I want to. You know what I mean? geezer i'm going back to geezer i just want to you know because we're going to do a new record and i want to be on top of my game i i want to be on top of my game so i'm going back to what i know and and how i learned and the, the parts that i think i missed which i did with, without a doubt because i want to learn new stuff 
and then I'll listen to new players because, and combine them. And, you know, because we're all sponges. See what happens in the sponge when it comes out. I want to see what happens. So, so you're saying most of the new bands suck? No. <laughs> I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Why are you starting shit right now? I'm not. I'm not. Well, I'm not. I'm just telling you, you asked like what I'm doing now. That's what I'm doing now. I haven't been, I haven't been open listening to anybody just on purpose Dig because it. I'm just, I'm in this zone of like, wow, remember this? I should have learned this song, you know, whatever, you know, yep. YYZ, I should have did it the right way. I want to do this, you know, whatever it is. Um, I think it's important just to go back and just have that sharpened up for me. That's it. As a, player, as a player, as a player. awesome. Know? But um, I love it. New, new bands, uh, turn me on. Let me know. All right. I I'll mean, I just you, I'll send you a couple. I'll list a couple bands to check out, Frank. I'm always open, man. I'm always open to hear because I want. Look, we have to push this forward. This metal thing. I want to see the new new metal bands come up and, and be huge because I want this music to succeed. It's been very good to me. I want to pass the torch and say, go for it and go for it big. And that's that's what that's what I feel, dude. Back to the solo project stuff, real quick too. Like, just curious on the response from the rest of the band. Like, how supportive? I know that a bunch of the guys did the SOD <laughs> project a while yeah. back. Um, you know, I mean, is everybody on board with that stuff? Like, how is they that received it. amongst the crew? No, no, no. Real quick, Frank, how supportive of you were? When did SOD come about? Because that was right around when you when you joined Anthrax, right? No, it was right right after. What 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 year was SOD the first? Uh, I'm not song? even sure, dude. It, it was 85. late '80s. Yeah, '85, '86. Yeah, sure, but my my thing was I was always a fan of SOD um, because I love the riffs. I thought they were great. In fact, I told Scott, man, you should use that some for you should save some for the Anthrax stuff. But I I just thought they were great riffs, and I love Billy Milano. You know, so for me, it's it's more like and Danny Looker. I love Danny Looker. So for me, all my friends were in it. Charlie, you know, obviously we're all it's it was all great and i i saw a lot of sod shows which is awesome yeah all the local ones so i was so always dude, there you know my love of sod right so course, dude. You, the riff you thing you know, that's where that riff comes from right that's why every time i see scott and charlie i yeah, hum that I riff know. right you know what i mean i don't even say hi to him i just hum the riff because dude it's one of the hardest riffs ever right that is uh, your I think, you got uh you got scott to play it one day i think there was a, there yeah, was a point. I, I, he played it for me a bunch dude it's yeah Scott and Charlie just did a couple of SOD songs on one of these video yeah. things. Oh, yeah, they awesome. did one of those porn Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. It was, oh, it was, dude, it oh, was with Danny Loca, with Danny Loca. Yeah, it was, dude, it was badass. Oh, was Randy badass. did one. Randy from Lamb of God did one. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think Mike Patton did one. It was awesome. It was just awesome. So everybody's always been super supportive of that stuff, solo projects yeah, I mean, and look, side gigs and all that. At, at the end of the day, it's just another extension of us. That's the way I look at it. You know, in the early days, it was, it was hard because we, were, we had Anthrax and SOD, so... Where, where are we going to fit this all in? But it, it, it became obvious, you know, we'll make time for everything, you know, and that's, that's the way you kind of got you grow well, up. SOD, SOD to me was always kind of more like a side project. You yeah, it was a like, side project, but it was a great you know, side it project. It wasn't like a real band. It was, you know, they would do a record, do cool, do some shows, yeah. you know what I mean? And then everyone would kind of go off and do their own thing, you know, or, you know back to what they were supposed to be doing, right? Yeah, so, exactly. I, yeah. I enjoy it. I, even now, just listening to this, you know, when I saw those things on uh, the videos, I said, man, that sounds fucking great. It just, yeah, it's it, cool. You know, it's, it's, it's heavy as fuck. They were on, I, uh, I normally, the old cars I have don't have satellite radio, but I had liquid metal on yesterday and there was an SOD track that came on. It was good. I think it was on the yeah. cover stuff. I can't remember who was covering it, but it was still, it was savage. And you were right, Warren. It, it had straight blast beats in it. They were like one of the first albums to have straight up fast as fuck blast beats in it. Listen. 85. That record came out in 80 fucking five, bro. I give you, like, I, prove me wrong. 
You know what I mean? Was there another band that had a record out that had blast beats like that? No, right? I don't think so. Maybe they did. I don't know. You know what I mean? But at that, the first time I heard a blast beat was SOB. Yeah. That was my first exposure. Well, you that, introduced right? me. Like, um, was that song Milk? I think it was Milk, awesome. right? So, I mean, and, I don't like, know. Everything no, I heard later, obviously, first. like, you know, other bands had done it better later. But, dude, when I first heard the blast beat was on that record. Even Kill Yourself know. had a blast beat on it, kind of, at least the cover of it that I heard yesterday did. That's what made me think about it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's been a long time since I heard that shit. I, would, I don't know where the blast beat originated. I wouldn't know, to tell you the yeah. truth. I'm telling you, that's, that's straight up, I think, where it came from, Dave. So cool. I'm pretty sure. All right, so we only have another few minutes with Frank. Let's talk about uh, your new bourbon release. Actually, here, real quick, because I know before we lose you, and I'm going to forget, back to the guitars, seeing as you know everybody under the sun, those swirly ones, I always want more of them, Frank. I always <laughs> want more of them. So I don't understand why, though. I don't know why. They're all a little bit different, and I like them, <laughs> and they're Frank, rare. Frank, Frank, and I have we, a ju- I'm a junkie for them. <laughs> we both know why he likes swirly guitars, right? We both know why. We don't have to say it, but no. we both know why he likes swirly guitars. I'm going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's talk about your, your latest, the, the bourbon you guys are doing. Yeah, right? yeah, you guys just dropped some bourbon. I was going to show you that. <laughs> Oh, we got. Uh, we, oh, you have it. Look at this guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. Our producer is a savage. Our producer is amazing. Yeah. There, awesome. there you go. Hill Rock, baby. Hill Rock from upstate New York, baby. Yeah. So, this isn't the first liquor that you guys have dropped. This is no. the most recent, right? And this is like a small batch from a distillery up in New York State. Yes, and you know what? Um, the crazy thing about this bourbon is. Um, you know, I remember we played it. What was it? We played a show, and they brought a bunch of um, they brought a bunch of the bourbons out to test, you know, what we like better and all this stuff. This specific one was the obvious winner because you you know when you know when you take a sip of something. I don't know. You may equate this to weed, you know. So when you uh, and you know as soon as you t- you taste it, you know that's the one you want, right? Yep. This thing just it had everything that I wanted. I, obviously, Scott, Charlie, we all had our opportunity. It just, it, it, did, it wasn't too heavy, wasn't too, wasn't too light. It was right in the middle for me, uh, not too strong, was smooth, didn't fuck me up, which I was really, you know, I didn't, so now I want to enjoy this thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, so nice. I remember, and you know, they had a bunch of them around, a bunch of different bourbons around, how I knew I wanted this. After this one, and I had three or four more after that, different, different sips of other ones, I went back to that one. I had to go back. I said, which one was that? That's the one that is still on, on my tongue. Sure, sure. I want. And look, at this, this point, it's obvious because it sold out so quick. It's not shit. This, this is the real McCoy. This is the real good stuff. It's, you know, look. Um, Are I, you guys doing another run? Yeah, eventually. Okay. Eventually. Okay. You know, That's cool. It's all time. Why not? But this was fun to see how, how fast it, it went out. You know, it went out like that just because we knew it was that good. It's like, sure. You know, if you're an Anthrax fan or whatever, it was just fun to see something that we actually liked. Yeah, absolutely, man. And absolutely. went like that. And that's and cool. I, I like that we put our name on something that's real. You know, something that not going to just put on, on some generic bullshit. So we, I mean, that's the good thing. We're going to care about this stuff. I don't want to put our name on anything that doesn't really. And did they approach you guys? So they they came to you guys with this project, and you know, and then we see Colazzo, our, our record company. She's great with that stuff. So. Um, it, it, um, it's it's a great it's a it's a great duo I think I think it, 
great combination. It's, it's cool. I look forward to the future with them. So, hey, look, let's face it. Everybody's doing stuff like this. Now, we have the Anthrax beer. No, that's great. Yeah. Know? You know? So Yeah, the Anthrax up, beer was a limited run, too. There was Anthrax joints for a little while with California's finest. Was. I never, so here's my question for you guys. Did you try the Anthrax weed? I did. I remember yeah. well, when you guys got it, I, um, you guys I'm gave a snob. me a bunch of me. <laughs> that's right. And, remember we, and I told you what I thought, and you were like, tell Scott that. And that's exactly what I did. So, yeah. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it online. I mean, you're the weed. The Motorhead weed was better than your weed. That's what I told Scott, yeah. right? The Motorhead, the motorhead strain was pretty good. Well, because the, uh, they had a, the anthrax weed was more of a sativa, right? Whereas the Motorhead was more of an indica. So that was my, and that's what I told him. I was like, hey, I'm an indica guy. I prefer that, and that's the heavier type of wheat. You know what I mean? So one day, one day we will revive that project, Frank, and I'll, yeah, I'll do, I'll do you guys outside. proper. I would yeah, have we'll to get you some guys. some real anthrax weed, man. So you know, really, what the anthrax weed should be is sour diesel because it's the New York weed, right? Like that was the weed out in New York. The sour is the like people fucking love it too. Like you could smoke it all day; it doesn't just cripple you. Like it tastes great. Oh really? Oh yeah. That's so it's like hangweed. It's like a hangweed, right? Yeah. Well, sativa, right? It's more, you know what I mean? It's, it's not. Sativa. It's like a, it's it's a hybrid, but it's whatever. We don't have to get into the fucking ethnobotany of it. But yeah, yeah. sour diesel, it was a New York strain. It would represent where you guys were from, and it's something that you could smoke all day, and everybody fucking loves it. All right, so That's we might what have we'll to talk do. more about this in the future. I like this. Someday. Good yeah, yeah. Job. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> or for somebody else. I just like to smoke it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dave, where are you right now? Like, wh wh where do you live? Colorado. Oh, you're in Colorado right now. Yeah, I used to bounce between here and California, and yeah, then for so the last couple of years, I've been here, and then um, I may still go back to the Central Coast a little bit, but it was kind of Central California, like near uh, San Luis Obispo, all that. The thing I love about Colorado: every time you come from the airport, you go on that highway from to the city, man, go to Colorado, and you smell that wonderful smell of weed. I love it. I, I, you can't, undeniable you smell it as soon as you get on that highway from the airport it, there's a couple of it's you know they only allow there's it in some industrial areas and well no it's just there's a couple of big ass industrial buildings and you know it just it's it, like there's a dog food factory that smells like fucking gross dog food too so it's just you know it's the nature of having some big ass industrial grows right out there near the airport uh, i love great. it i love it <laughs> it's better than like going driving through elizabeth new jersey you know what i'm saying Oh yeah, yeah, dude. or out oh, through yeah. the cow fields in like you know East Texas or something. I mean, it's yeah. you know it, like that's not a pleasant smell. I'd much well, rather New York's gonna be scum. wet next year, so it's it's gonna be you know it's gonna New York's gonna smell like well New York already smells like that right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Look, I, there's nothing better than smelling that at a concert. I, I say concerts, right? And that's how I grew up. I remember all the early days, my my, my earliest days, and in, in going to concerts at a garden, you know, anywhere in in, in Manhattan. God, this, the smell of weed was part of the show. That was part of the vibe, man. Oh, yeah. Was, we do, we do love the weed. <laughs> yeah, the old school skunk weed. They, they yeah. stopped that after everybody started going to jail for long periods of time, like growing it because it stank up the neighborhood. <laughs> 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 nice everybody's trying to get it back now, man. Like everybody's yeah. trying to get it back. Um, so real quick before we lose you, um, yeah. there's a, I heard a, our, our producer does a lot of research for us before we jump on. Uh, you have a memoir coming out? Is that for real? I mean, you know what? You know, this writer, Joel McIver, you probably know him. He's done a lot of books. He, he, well, look him up, Joel McIver. Okay. We're actually writing um, just my life. My, I have had a different life aside from anthrax. It'll have something to do with anthrax, but there's a, there's a lot of other things going on that he knows about that uh, uh, in, my, in my life that he found fascinating and um, that we're writing about. It's, it's not a, 
it, it will be some anthrax stuff in there. My my career with anthrax. No, it's not a tell-all or anything like that. But it'd be uh, it's a biography, dude. Yeah, you yeah. tell your story basically, right? That's it's cool. Man. Story, I want to read. I'll read. I'll read that, dude. It, I'll read, how, I'll read that. You know, a guy from the Bronx grew up into this this life, and uh, from you know an abandoned family. All that. You know, my dad took off when I was ten. Blah blah blah. All that stuff and the heartache of my brother dying and all that. My brother, you know, my, my brother was murdered and all that stuff. Go through that, the courts and that, and that, how horrible the New York court system was for that. And that to go wow. through the courts here in Manhattan, it was a horrible time. But it's, it's a lot of drama. It's a lot of drama. So, so that's underway? Is it pending? Well, or are you guys it, done with it? Yeah, it's not, nothing. Um, I, there's no date or anything like that. Just there's a lot of pain when uh, to talk about it. So got to get through that first. Got it. And, and, yes. so, and that's where a lot of the you know my songs come from too, in pain. That's what happens. You you want it you want it to get better, so you pacify yourself with songs, and you want and you got to get it out, right? So that's what happens. Okay, yeah, dude. That's another cool. way of doing Spectacular. it. Spectacular. Another way of doing it. Kick ass. Well, dude, thank you very much for coming on the yeah. show. Seriously, like dude, in, this has been a ball. This is our like, yeah, This is catering. I didn't you like to say before, Warren? This is perfect because we haven't great, seen right? in a long time. I love you guys. You know that. Uh, this is just like hanging out and catering when the show is going to go on in two hours. I, I love this, dude. This is awesome. It's great. It's the dude, best. So next, listen, there's Miss a lot you, of stuff we, we didn't cover, so hopefully we can get you back on at one point, too. You know I'm all about so. it. No worries. Go get bigger all stars right. than me. And, uh... There are no bigger stars. Dude, you're yeah, a prank fellow. What are you thinking? Come on, man. <laughs> no, dude, not anytime. This is, this is a blast. I wish you guys the best of luck with you. You're good at it, too. So good. Why Thanks, not? buddy. Well, thank you so man. much for, you know, taking time out and doing this with us, man. This so. was awesome. Right. You guys the best of luck with it, man. Dude, All right, appreciate right, you. Cool. I'll, I'll be in touch. I'll hit you up on the side like this week or something. We'll talk more, Frank. All right? I'm here. I love you guys. All right, take All care. Right, love, love you too, buddy. Man. Be good. See you soon. All right, later. All right, look at that, huh? Frank Bello. That was fun, right? I mean, we <laughs> didn't get awesome. much, like, questions on our list, but shit, we fucking... He's I mean, we, kind of, we, man, you know we, we bounced around through most of the topics we wanted to cover, yeah. man. He's, he's a fucking okay. badass. Like he's such a genuinely nice guy, man. Like he, dude, I told you, know, you, man, that first tour I did with them, dude, he, we, we had conversations every single day. He would come in and talk to me every day about whatever, you know what I mean? Who cares? Right. So that's what such I always nice remember. That was, oh, that's oh, right. Yeah, I wanted to dude. ask him too. Cause like he brought his kids on tour for a little while. Like he's, so he's like grown up on tour. his kids have grown up with their dad being on yeah. tour and how much we'll get into like that. that. You're next, right. Next there's, a do- <laughs> there's a dozen other yeah, questions. Dude, there's You're a right. dozen we things we can get into with that guy, man. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Cause it's an interesting life, man. I bet his memoir yeah. guy is, is right. Like I'm, I'm curious as Oh, to- I would read that. I, I mean, I read, I tried to read all the memoirs. I read Rex, Rex uh, from Pantera slash, right. Or Duff, you know what I mean? Uh, all the Nikki six stuff, Anthony from uh, uh, Red Look Hot Chili Peppers. Look how well read you are. Nobody would expect Listen, that, right? Like, dude, huh? and, oh, nobody would expect that. Listen, do you understand? Before I became a scumbag roadie, right? <laughs> well, I shouldn't say that because not all roadies are scumbags. I'm just saying. Before I became, you were a scumbag, Rory Dave. That's it. But uh, before I chose watching to, you guys. Listen, before I chose to um, go on tour, I was in college, Dave, for pre-law, right? So a lot of people maybe don't know that about me. And I did have a GPA of like 3.96, so. Huh, look at that. Yeah, I'm not just some fucking thug from the fucking streets, all right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a well-fucking-rounded human being, Dave. You're a well-rounded thug from the streets? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, man, I'm just a, I'm a, I'm a little rough around the edges, dog, all right? 
accent. <coughs> was that when your brother was uh, in the Marines? Were you in school then? Uh, yeah, that was like during that time. You know what I mean? So, but then that's like right when I was doing that. That's kind of when the touring took off too, right? So I went from that to to touring, you know. And it literally was. Uh, it's it's a story you you're gonna have to wait for because it'll come out in another way. Don't worry. You'll hear that right. story. Right. <laughs> that was a good fucking episode, dude. Yes. You know. You know, Warren. You're the best friend I ever had. Uh, you pretty okay too. <laughs>